where e-buggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-host and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our city. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Good evening, everybody. Nitro's the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on? It's your boy Lefty. I know we're doing a live. We haven't done a live for quite some time. This is episode 241. Uh, I'm doing this on my own for once. No JQ, no Max. I do have a guest. He's going to join me in a little bit. Uh, Gary Stute to talk about his upcoming race in September and his uh, track that he has. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate it. I see all of you guys in the chat there. Keep sharing this. Share this out. Let's get, I'm, I, I'm going to be like JQ. I would like to see 75 people in here. So if you guys can share it, let me know if my levels are good and you guys can hear me good. I really wish I had a producer. I, if I had known Danny Paz was going to be in the chat, I would have just, you know, told him to uh, come here and help me produce. He could have been in the background. But uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Please share this away and um, let's get 75 to 100 people in here if we can. Uh, tonight, we're going to do the first live in a long time. It's called Lefty Off The Record. And I kind of want this to be, um, yeah, I'll talk about that. But, you know, before I do all of that, I actually have to say thank you to some people and do some shout outs. And I would like to say thank you to all of you guys out there. Without you guys, I cannot do this. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lance, I just laughed at Lance when he said he's going to be sleeping 15 minutes uh, about Danny. Uh, honestly, without you guys all around the world, I can't do this. I greatly appreciate it. So thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you to all of the uh, patrons of the NNRC as well and the YouTube members. If you wish to support the podcast a little bit more, there's a link for that in the written description. Also, we have some awesome companies that have supported us for, throughout the years and some new ones. Actually, we have a new one, one that we're going to introduce today. Uh, Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft USA. Shout out to Carl RC. We got a we got a ten percent uh, discount on that stuff right there. So check them out. Uh, WRC Eve, the Florida RC Championships, uh, RCGP. Shout out to our drivers, David Ronafel, Jared Tiber, Robert Betty, and Alexander Hagberg. And I'd like to say thank you to Jeff Stackowitz. Uh, he's come on as a sponsor uh, in Stacked RC, uh, making those stock motors go fast. So uh, we'll do official announcement tomorrow. But yeah, Stacked RC is on board. You know what? All about the pink pinions here. At uh at the NNRC, I went from like not liking stock to like it's one of my favorite classes now. So shout out to all the pink pinion warriors out there, and thank you Jeff Stackowitz for that. Uh, greatly appreciate that. Check out Stacked RC, everybody. All right, so I kind of got inspired to do this live. I've been watching a lot of non 
uh, RC lives lately and guys doing them on the, doing them on their own. So I decided to try and do one here today. I will tell you guys this. If you're looking for setup help, this is not the podcast. If you want to set up help, wait till JQ goes live and he can geek out on there and go into science mode and put you guys to sleep like he does me. But uh, this is just to talk about RC. We got some topics to talk about tonight. And I just kind of want to chill out with you guys, hang out with you guys. It's been quite some time since I've hung out and just interacted with the with the chat. Obviously, I did it at commentary at the races, but now I get to chill out and I, I don't have to be PC or nothing. So it's called Off the Record. Off the Record. I don't know if that's going to stick. If this works and we have people coming in, I will continue to do them uh, maybe twice a month, maybe maybe more than twice a month. We shall see. We shall see. But if you guys want to, if you're in the YouTube chats, Hey, we got Super Chats open. If you want to get a question asked, Super Chats is the way to go. Do that. Also, before I go on any further, I want to say that we have made, on. as you guys know, as you can see, the Wicked Ring, Wicked Weekend Waffle is live. Well, today we decided to make it a choice between a TLR kit and a Techno Nitro Buggy kit. So I believe that uh, Lance just updated that. So all you guys can go over there. There's uh, links on the NNRC Facebook page. Uh, we have about 100 tickets sold. We need 200 more left to go. Uh, all those proceeds help get me to Wicked Weekend. Not just to Wicked Weekend, but some other upcoming races that are going. Uh, Techno E-Buggy says, Lance, sorry. Uh, we, so the choice, the winner will have a choice between either TLR, E-Buggy, or a, or a Nitro Buggy, sorry. Oh, E-Buggy, Nitro Buggy with TLR. Or um, or the uh, oh, or the Techno E-Buggy. If somebody could grab that link. And I'll post it up in her or send it to me privately. I will put it up her. But yeah, $10, $10 uh, a waffle. And yeah, may the best person win. Let's help that go. Let's help that sell out. So, you know, I can get to Wicked uh, Weekend and some other races on the Florida RC Championships page. All righty. Uh, we got BJ in her. We got Lance in her. What's up, D70? What's up, buddy? What's up, Mike Cass? Adam Christensen, Andy Kirk, RC Jers, uh, Danny Pass, EKJ24000. Left tire salute, my brother. Gary Stutes here, but he's in the background. Donnie B, what's up, guys? And I saw my boy ads racing. Says he says left. I hope you're okay. Just finishing up, man. Dude, you're working late. It's like what? It's one o'clock over there in the UK, right? You got an hour's drive. Oh wow! Uh, I would like you guys to share this, please. Uh, share this, share this, share this, share this to some of your groups. We got seventy-two people in here. We got Hobo in here. We got uh, my buddy Peter is up in here. We got the real Mike Walker. How you doing? Larry Wright. We got LW4. Uh, hey, did you convince your mom to uh, let you go to the Nationals next year? Or is it, or is it the E-Nats you want to go to? But uh, LW4 is in the house. Andy Kirk. Walker doesn't race. Where's Jake Lasco? I'm surprised Jake Lasco isn't here. Xavier Juarez, what's up? So we are going to do some Q&A with you guys today. But I want to go over some of the topics real quick before we bring on Gary. Uh, we're going to talk about the Visions race and the thoughts. Is Ty Tessman or Tyrone Tessman back? Uh, after the Visions win, why can't so why can the e-buggy Euros get more entries than the E-Nats in one class? We need more off-road guys involved in Roar. Why hasn't IFMAR announced next year's Worlds? When will American drivers go to Europe to race? Is Dakota Fenn the best overall racer, off-road racer in the world right now? And I think kind of mixed up with Roar and uh, getting involved in Roar, Roar Cleaning House because they let go of another guy in the uh, Roar uh, event this weekend. Uh, the Royal Committee. So, but first, we're going to get, what's up, Jason? How you doing? God, just shouting out to everybody. And we'll do some Q&A. 
as well. Remember, this isn't about setup, but I will try my best. But we can talk about stuff. Uh, but uh, I want to bring in a gentleman who's an avid RC racer. He used to be a champion archer, archer as well. Uh, he has a pretty badass backyard track. He's got a cool concept race coming up. Sorry, sorry I need to drink some water. He says one hit wonder. <laughs> what are you talking about, Kevin Clark? My boy, oh, hold on. This is my boy, Marty Silver, man. Marty and I went to our first big race back in 2004 from Bermuda. Captain Kyosho, man. He was a Kyosho fan for the, forever. So shout out, Marty. How are you doing, man? All right. So we're going to bring in Gary Stu. He has the TZO Spec Tire team race coming up at his race at Gar- Gary's RC Raceway. Uh, it's in Indiana. So we're going to bring him in. We're going to talk about that real quick. Like I said, he is an avid, avid racer. So it's good to have him on. And he's been a big supporter of this podcast. And him and my buddy Jake Burt were planning this race. And um, I think it's a really cool concept. And he has a really oh man, I wish I had his backyard track. It'd be great. But without further ado, let me bring in Gary. Uh, and let's talk to him about his race. What's up, Gary? How you doing? Hey, Lefty. Thanks for having me. How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for all the support. And um, yeah, man. So uh, I don't know. Let's talk about your race a little bit. Let's talk about you first. You um, <laughs> RC racer. You've been racing for how long now? Um, I raced when I was a kid from like 15 to about 19 when I got into college. So, you know, four or five years as a kid. Um, and then I got back into shooting archery for, for quite a few years, shot professionally for 16 years. And when I got near 40, um, started slowing down a little with archery and, uh, started picking up RC cars again. And I uh, got back into RC cards a little bit more heavier, uh, more heavily about six years ago. So I've been okay. racing again for about six years. All right. So I, I think it's very interesting because I always like to, I always find people, I always say this, I always find people in RC that had interesting either have very interesting full uh, real world careers or did something really cool previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, archery, much bigger than RC, I would say. Yes, much bigger. Yes. I know. It's crazy. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that world. Is it similar to RC in some way? Uh, like, um, how was it? Know, is it a circuit or something like that? Yeah, there's circuits. There's all that stuff, just like, uh, you know, RC. It's just it's just bigger, a lot more people, you know. Mm-hmm. We have a big event. There might be two, 300 participants, and they make six, 700 entries, right? Um, in the, the large archery events, you're talking, you know, 1,500 people, give or take, that are individual people competing, right, mm. in, in, at their own um their own right. Like you got male and female and you got different classes for sure. And, and then you got the pro group and depending on the event, the pro group usually ranges, you know, for the male pros, the, um, the, the, the non-senior male pros, you know, you range from 50 to 100 and 120 pros at those events. Um, so that's typically the, the world I was competing in. And, and I did that for, you know, about 16 years or so. Now, are you winning money at these events? Yes. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And you uh, actually became, you came second in the world championship, right? Uh, yeah, back in 2001, you can see in the background here, I um, I was a member of the Team USA uh, indoor world team. Uh, back in 2001, we went over and competed in Italy. And uh, in the team round, we ended up getting the silver medal there. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. Always cool to see and learn about different hobbies, different sports, um, because we tend to think that RC racing is so huge, right? But it's really, really small compared to other things. Uh, mm-hmm. I never forget when, like, all that vaping stuff was in, and people were making all those videos. 
I remember JQ saying, it's impossible that vaping is bigger. Then he looked at some of the YouTube views and he's like, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, right. good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Gary. Um, so you have this track. I'm going to just pl- throw up a quick video here that I have that you gave me. Uh, we sure. have some truggy racing. You have some some of Tyler Jones there, but I kind of put them all together. This might be a little bit loud, though. So block you guys. Let me just dial it down a touch. So it isn't too loud for you guys. Um, so people can get a look at your track. And then we'll talk about it a little bit after that. Hold on. Yeah. Let me get it her. Here we go. So that's a that's a very nice big backyard track you got there, Gary. Tell us a little bit how that started. Oh well, it started uh, during COVID. So uh, when COVID hit, I uh, wasn't able to go into work; had to stay home. Um, and we would try to work, and you know the infrastructure, you know with the fiber optics and everything, just wasn't there to support all the people that were working from home. So you know our phones would be busy all the time, or WebExes wouldn't work, and we couldn't get connected through VPNs to our to our servers. So. During that time, I just decided, you know what, every time I'm out in the backyard mowing, uh, I've always wanted to put a back tra- a backyard RC track in there. And uh, during the COVID time, when, when, I, had, when I had time uh, where I didn't have to work or the system wasn't working, I went out there and laid it out and started just adding to it until I got it built. Yeah, I like the modular jumps. We had those here as well. Uh, makes it a little bit easier. keeps it consistent. Uh, so did it just like... Did you dig it up or did you just mark it out and then just start oh, so, driving on it? So this is kind of funny, right? So my background's archery. So I drew it up on, you know, the grid paper that you had in school on a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I did was just put it on Google Earth and kind of draw out how big it was and where I wanted to set it in my backyard. And mm-hmm. I had in perspective, you know, I was always thinking about race time events and how big their tracks are to kind of justify what I wanted. And uh, the first one I laid out, <laughs> I put it down. It was so big. I'm like, there is no way I'm making one that big. Right. So then I scaled it down. And then what I did was um, I did it by 30 by 30 foot sections. So mm-hmm. I went out and laid out arrows in the yard. I had arrows stuck in the yard every 30 feet, you know, to make squares. And that way I knew what the distance was. And then I had my grid paper. It was all lined out, drawn out exactly the way I wanted it, what size, where everything went. 
and I went out there with my mower, a paint marker or paint, some paint in my mower, and I cut it out in the grass really low. And that was the first layout. Um, it was nothing but just grass and it was shorter than the rest of the grass. And I ran on it like that for a little bit, just standing on a ladder um, so I could see a little bit. And then as time progressed, I'm like, okay, I want to get some modular jumps going because I wanted to be able to make them versatile. I also wanted to um, make them to where I could move them around easily and change the setup of the course if I needed to by myself. So uh, I, I got a few of those going. And then I went in and invested in some dirt, got some dirt landings going. Um, and then I'm like, well, I don't want the whole thing grass, but I want some of it grass. So then I just literally killed off the grass in some of the areas and the dirt just came in over time. Right. Mm. I didn't didn't do anything special. I just killed the dirt and or killed the um, grass and it came in. Um, and then over time, I just kept expanding, kept on buying some dirt. And then I realized that it was still too much of a maintenance issue for me to maintain to where I could just walk out back anytime I wanted in the track being good enough shape that it was worth doing laps on. Right. So then I decided, well, in Europe, you know, they, they lay some turf down in some places and they do different things. So I thought, well, I'd do that. And then the areas that always had no traction, um, I started laying turf down so that way I could have some traction. Um, and then the areas that were pretty good, I didn't want to do that. And we left them dirt and any area that became a maintenance issue or anything that didn't work out right, I would always go fix it. I would okay. fix it for two reasons, one for the driver, and I would fix it one for me to not have to maintenance. Okay. So now you have a driver's stand, I assume. How many people can the driver's stand hold? So the driver's stand can hold 14 drivers, plus the announcer has eight feet of his own. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Always got to yeah. think about that. All yes. right. So you have a race coming up. Uh, the date is when? September? September um, 8, 9, and 10. Okay, this is the 2023 TZO Spec Tire Team Race. Uh, it is $65 per entry. It does include a set of spec tires for one eight-scale buggy class only. Have you guys decided which spec tire it will be? Yes, yeah, so it will be the uh, TZO Control Tire, which is the same one they used at RCGP. Okay, I remember that. The, yeah, it looks so like it's actually like a setting here. Okay, there yep. we go. With the gray, is that the gray wheel too? Yes. Yeah. Well, the gray wheel is what makes it easy for us to tell that it's a spec tire. Got you. Got and they you. even come. They come with labels in them and stuff. Now we're not going to get that serious with controlling the labels, you know, okay. like RCGP. But but they all come serialized and with labels, and we can control them that way. And you literally just bolt them on your car. You're, you're not allowed to do anything to them. You just bolt them on your car and you run them. The only thing that you can do is put a sticker dot on them. You'll see here. I've got yellow, a yellow <laughs> sticker dot on this one. Um, but yeah, but they're a, they're a medium to a larger pin tire, but they work really well all the time. And um, what is your, do you have a limit of those tires you can use throughout the weekend? Well, you know, it's tough for me, um, you know, because I don't know how many people are going to attend and I have to get these things purchased ahead of time and get them here. And, and, you know, Nick with TZO, he's been great trying to help me and prepare for that, but I've got 90 sets coming and uh, they're already in the mail. They'll be here probably this week. And, uh, you know, that's what we'll have. And we'll just have to see and play that by ear on how many entries we get for the buggy classes and decide what we can do. Um, and the priority is the nitro buggy class. So that'll be the priority. Um, the other classes, if if uh, the way, you know, the way the entries work out, we'll we'll do spec tires and electric buggy also, if if possible. OK, so you also have the non buggy class. You have e-truggy, uh, you have electric. Uh, sorry, yeah. Truggy, electric, and nitro, uh, short course 4x4, four four, mini truggy, 
and a novice beginners class. Those are $35 uh, per entry. But let's talk about the team race. Uh, you need it's so let's it's 16 to 22 entries needed for two person teams, 24 to 39 entries needed for three person teams. And we have more if you have more entries, there will be running uh, four person teams. And the teams will be made up randomly. Each round, the drivers will be shuffled. Shuffled. Um, you go onto some tire rules. So let's look at the nitro buggy teams. What's up, Jerry? How you doing? What's up, uh, Brent? Brent Densford in the house. Uh, two or 30 person teams. Two, sorry, two or three person teams, uh, 30 person, 30 minutes each, uh, each heat race. So explain that a little bit, how that's going to all work out. Yeah. So if we're just talking about nitro buggy, uh, obviously depending on the entries we have, because the goal is to have a minimum of, uh, two, two people per team, but we really want three and I, and I, and I trust we'll get that. We'll have no problem doing that. So basically we'll have three people on a team. And you'll you'll race the entire time. So every round that you're on the track, you're racing and your laps count towards your own individual lap count at the end of the day. And you keep your teammates lap count as your own laps each round as well. And then you get a new team each round with new teammates. But you always mm. keep your team laps as your own laps. So we have individual winners and we we don't know who's going to win. It's all about having fun. Um, there will be 40% payback, um, to the racers as well. And the nice thing about the payback is it's not just money going to the guys that win it's money going to what we call the re-up as well. So we'll have 40% payback and, and I'll, you know, make sure that the top guys get a fair amount of money, but it's not about giving the guy that gets first place, this enormous amount of money. It's about giving money to more positions. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so if we can still get the guy that wins the race, a hundred and 150 bucks, but I can pay the first five places and, and, and fifth place gets his entry fee back, then I want to do that. And okay. on top of that, the re-up, the way the re-up works is if there's 30 people, the re-up would be everyone in the second half. So the re-up would be places 16 to 30. Okay. And you won't know who's going to finish 16 through 30 until it's over. You'll have no idea. Right. All right. And then whoever finishes 16th wins the re-up. And then there'll oh, be a wow. second place who is 17th is second place in the re-up gotcha. and the re-up positions, depending on how many entries we get, will get paid as well. Okay. Good. So, good so that gets, gives everyone an opportunity to win money. And you have no idea who's going to win and lefty. Here's one of the best things about it. When you know who your team is, and I'll only tell you your team members before that round begins, right? So here's the goal. I want the teams to promote helping each other. Mm. So if you want to be the most successful to win, you need your teammates to get as many laps as they can get, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you have a team team driver that's a middle-of-the-road driver, right? You need to go over and ask him, you know, hey, is your receiver battery charged up? You sure your wheels are you're on? Do you, you know, is there something I can do to help you? Um, is your radio set up right? Is your engine running good? Right. Because the way the race will go during that 30 minutes, one driver will race for 30 minutes or uh, race for 10 minutes. Right. And he'll come down off the stand. No, race for 30 minutes. I'm sorry. He'll race for 30 minutes, come down off the stand, and then he becomes the pit guy. And the pit guy becomes the uh, turn marshal. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you race for 30 minutes again and then you rotate and race for 30 minutes again. So your team races for an hour and a half and that's right. one round and that's one wow. round. Yeah. And then you keep all of those laps as your own. Okay. Right. So yep. if it, if your car breaks, uh, yep. obviously one guy's got a tire marshal. If it's three 
And then yep. that the two guys will work on it and uh, start breaking it. I'm sorry, fixing that car or whatnot yes. as well. So yes. that's good too. And I guess everybody kind of has to help each other out. Like, hey, make like you said, make sure your car is ready. You know, checking little things like your wheel nuts, stuff like that. Now, I have a question. Will you, is this kind of going to be class based almost? Like where you would put? How will you? Okay, better question yet. How will the drivers be picked for the teams? Uh, Microsoft Excel. We are going to use okay. a randomizer, and it'll be what it'll be. I'll put all the uh, the people that are participating in Nitro Buggy in a list, and Microsoft Excel will shuffle them, and that'll be the team for round one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll let Microsoft Excel shuffle them again. That'll be team two for round two. And then your third team will let Microsoft Excel shuffle them again, and that'll be your round three team. Okay. And you'll also be doing this for e-buggy as well, but we will have 10-minute mains? Okay. Yep. And it'll be 10 minutes for each driver on your team. Yep. All right. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's talk about the schedule. It starts Friday. Mm-hmm. Open practice or- at 12. Correct. Um, you'll have lights off at 10 p.m. at one heat fun race. Um, you'll have a driver mechanical support session. Uh, We're trying to. Those are, yeah, those are questions on there. Those are just some notes that okay. I made. You, you got, you got my notes also there. But yeah, so so Friday, the way Friday will work, we're open the track at noon. Um, run as many laps as you want. Do whatever you want. Um, and sometime that evening, um, when the entry fees are coming or the the uh, the entries are coming in, we'll get you your first set of tires if you're running in one of the buggy classes. If you're mm-hmm. running in the truggy classes, if you're running truggy, that's fine. You'll be running your own tires the whole time anyways. If you're running, you know, a short course or mini truggy or um, you're running sportsman, sportsman is not part of spec tires, but mm-hmm. you still be running races. And, and if you don't have enough entries in your class to support the team shuffle, right? We'll still be doing a race for your class at the traditional three qualifiers and a main setup, and that'll be qual points. It'll all be based off of qual points, and you'll still get 40% payback the same way to the top finishers and the re-up finishers based on entry, and the monies for those classes are based off the entries of those classes. Okay. Um, Why don't we tell people where this track is, uh, where it's located? So it's located in Indiana, Newcastle, Indiana specifically. And if you think about where Indianapolis is, it's in the middle of Indianapolis. We're straight east, straight east down Interstate 70, 45 minutes east of Indianapolis. And we're about 45 minutes west of the Ohio state line. Okay. Right in All central right. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so is there un- are there going to be any big names? I know you're really close with Tyler Jones. Is he going to be there? I don't know. Uh, he hasn't committed. And, you know, with some of what he's got going, what he has going on, it's kind of hard to say. And mm-hmm. and he's got some new things going on now. So his schedule might even change based on what what himself and VRP decide uh, for him to do. Um, I've reached out to Ryan Lutz and and the Fullers and even trying to get little bump here. I keep on trying to get his dad to just send me little bump for a week. I want him here for a week. And uh, yeah, we'll teach coming, him some so stuff. Teach, the show now. Yeah, awesome. yeah, and we'll teach him some stuff. Teach him how to go fishing and have a little fun and throw a race in at the end. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm sure we're going to have some pretty good drivers here. There's no question about that. The weather holds. Uh, hopefully, they'll be here and and some other really fast guys around the area. Okay, Adam Smith wants to know what date is this race again? September. September eight, nine, and ten. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take if you guys have any questions for Gary, post them up here in the in the chat and we'll put them up there. What's up, Kyle Go? How you doing? What's up, Adam Smith? What's up, JV? How you doing? Bob's RC, Dan Jones. All right. Uh, we have another race going on this weekend. The Farby 2.0. Uh, 
Uh, it's a memorial race in honor of uh, Michael Ferrerby. I know I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Michael Furby. Pal- Furby. I, I, I want to say Faribi for some reason, but um, yeah. yeah, he passed away about two years ago, I believe now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, avid racer. Was he from that area, the Indiana area and whatnot? Yes. Yes, he was. And he, um, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, we, we lost him in COVID. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I, I remember when he passed away. I remember. Uh, yeah. So where would that race be this weekend? And, and tell us a little bit about that, please. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going to that race too. I'm prepared to go to that race this weekend. It's in um, uh, Lafayette or I'm sorry, Terre Haute, Indiana, which is on the Indiana-Illinois border, straight mm-hmm. west of Indianapolis. So it's all the way on the other side of the state, um, uh, straight west of Indianapolis, right on the Illinois border. Okay. Uh, and this is a memorial race. It's going to be a celebration of his, his life as well, but some of the proceeds go to his family as well, I believe. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. It's always, you know, if a person was so avid about RC and he was, I remember seeing him on Facebook. It's always good to, I'm sure they would love to have a memorial race for him. Uh, his family knew what this is what he loved. And he surely many people that loved him and got to know him uh, really enjoyed him. I, I remember um, when he did pass away, a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about him. So I hope you guys enjoy that this weekend. And um, I hope he's looking down and enjoying it as well. And I hope you guys raise some money for his family. Um, real quick refreshments food all that type of stuff uh at your at your at your track um hotels anything like that yeah give a little bit uh, information about that yeah we're two miles down the road from pretty much anything you want as far as something to eat or fast food and the hotels are about four miles away it's no problem there and plus we'll have camping you can stay here in the backyard you can bring your trailer do what you need to do back there uh uh, we'll have uh you know, we'll probably have some food here. I haven't final lined up exactly what food yet, but I'll make sure I post that on Gary's RC racing. So those attending will know what we will have. Um, and I also want to highlight that um, not only is this a team cash race um, shuffle, it also is uh, a race with lots of sponsors and donations. So racers um, with every entry fee or not with every entry fee, but just with their one entry fee, they will get a raffle ticket for some of the prizes to be given away. Uh, no money needed to participate in those. And uh, there'll also be uh, one or two sponsors that specifically want to give their um their items to the winners of the nitro buggy let's say right like the first couple places like jw head heaters they're one Mm -hmm. of the sponsors and we're looking at trying to get some special head heaters made that say tzo spec first place second place and third place you know which is kind of cool and i'd also like to give a shout out to some of the other sponsors while we're here if you don't mind lefty sure no problem Um, obviously thank you to you the nn RC podcast is also one of the sponsors and this is one of the things you're doing to help the event. And we really appreciate that. Obviously TZO, not only are we using their tires, but they'll also be donating some things um, as well. Uh, TNR fuels. We're working on getting some stuff from them. High tech, high tech. Um, obviously you like high tech a lot and they're very helpful to all of us hobbyists. So they'll be donating some things. Race, racecraft, JW head heaters. Uh, we've got um, absolute hobbies. And uh, HB Racing, uh, Chad, Chad's going to make sure we have a kit to give away as well, which is really cool. Bones awesome. Motors. Yeah, Bones Motorsports is going to be involved giving away a fair amount of stuff. VRP, uh, Vision Racing Products, Pistons, we're going to have uh, six gift certificates from them uh, valued at $25 each to give away. CNHL, which is China Hobby Line, they're a battery manufacturer mm. if you're not familiar those are the batteries that i run china hobby line batteries cnhl they'll have some donations for us 
Lead Finger Racing. Chris Schaefer's helping us out with a nice little package. And and Reds Racing is is going to give us a nice little uh, package as well that is uh, geared towards letting the racer decide what they want to get from Reds Racing. And it'll have a, a pretty good price tag worth on it as well. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we're just looking forward to everybody being here and having fun. The event's just all about having fun. doesn't matter how good you are. You, you, you still may or may not win. doesn't, you know, if, if you're not a very good driver, you're still looking at having a great time and a good chance to win. And you get to participate with some other really good drivers and learn um, and take advantage of their knowledge as well. So it's going to be a good time. Sweet. Awesome, man. Um, I wish I could make it. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, I always just like having fun at, at tracks. I would. This is the type of race I would race at if I could go. Yes, um, we would want you to for sure. But I, I, I don't think you would want me to after you watch me race. <laughs> um, hey, I'd take you on my team anytime. Just come on over. I'll take you on my team. No worries, man. Um, I think you guys are doing a great job here. You, Jacob, and everybody that's involved. You have a badass backyard track. I would love to have that myself. And um, I wish you guys all the best. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, they can check you at um, Gary's RC Racing or contact you at Gary Stute uh, on Facebook. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. All right. So if you guys have any questions, if you wish to attend, uh, if you if you can't get a hold of Gary, get a hold of me. Uh, I'll get in, I'll get you in contact with him and um, check it out, man. If you guys have got some time off, you got that weekend off, head on over to Indiana to Gary's RC Raceway. And do some t- some uh, some team racing there and have a good time. He's got a lot of good cool prizes, giving back money, uh, all that type of stuff. So go check it out. Go support it. And, Gary, I want to thank you, Jacob, and everybody for the support of the NNRC. Uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you at Wicket if you're there. If not, I'll see you at the next one. And, man, um, I don't know. You maybe got... Uh, if I would like to shoot your bow and arrow, if that's what we call it. <laughs> there you go. Yep. We got bow and arrows. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Um, thank you for your time. And um, I'm going to let you go. And then we're going to get into some topics here and get into some of my live here. But thank you, Gary, for all the support, man. And thank you very much, Lefty. All right. Goodbye. Have a good evening. You too. All righty, guys. So thank you, Gary, for your time. Greatly appreciate it. If you guys have any questions for him, go check him out. And, um, yeah, go support a good race and uh, have some fun. Toby Hansen, Witzel RC. Hopefully we see you in Brazil next next year. That's one of my topics today. Uh, Nitro Freak in the house, how you doing? Kyle Paquette, how you doing, good buddy? Kyle, loving, loving it, loving it, loving it. All right, let's go on to the first topic of tonight, guys. For me, it is the Visions race that happened this past weekend. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie; I did not watch it live. I kind of, I did watch some of it sporadically. I kind of took the weekend off, uh, but I did watch it today. And yeah, I thought the racing. Okay, so first off the bat, I thought the video coverage was excellent. Uh, I thought they had a lot of cameras there; it looked great. Um, they made the track a little bit bigger, so I guess where the try me track was. They made it a slight, like that was like an oval, I guess it was before. So they made that. Um, I will say this. I I got, it had too many doubles. I would have liked to have seen, here's what I would like to see. Maybe a, a big send it triple where you had a double single. And I would have loved to see one of Joe's iconic step ups where you come in there and hit it full bore. And you just pop over it. But I, I get why they did the track like that. It was for TV. Or or the, wherever I don't think it's going to be a Mav TV. It's going to be some on some other um, other channel. Uh, I thought that. I mean, Ty. Okay, so what did you guys think of it? So you can put your questions or whatever here in the in the chat. But 
I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a three race format. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the e buggy stuff today. I just watched the nitro buggy stuff. But uh, Tyrone Tasman, man, what can we say, dude? He came, he won the first one, and then came from 13th from last. So they shuffle. I guess they do it like I don't know if they do it like Reedy style or did they um or do they just reverse the the reverse the grid? You got somebody in the speed sport one. Thank you, BJ. That's what I thought it was. Uh, speed sport one. Not not familiar their channels. I don't get them here. Maybe it's a, 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 a streaming channel or something, but uh, yeah, they, I, it was good to see like, t- like Ty was freaking fast, man. Tyrone was in full effect. He was flying. I, I'm telling you at the nationals, he was very fast. I, I, I stick to my word. I think if he would have got around Mayfield earlier in the race, in the 60 minute final, I think he would have, um, I think he would have caught and gave something for Finn. He looked, he looked very good at the nationals. So uh, Charles McKenzie, no bruggy for him. There was no truggy. You can't tell the difference between a, bu- a, a, a bruggy and a, a truck and a, a buggy now. Anyway, Charlie Mac, they would have just looked like bigger, bigger, bigger buggies out there. Uh, oh, Case Edwards says, not typical Joey fashion. They imitated the U4 course. That's why. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it would be cool to have that type of stuff there. We know Joey can do that type of stuff, but I do understand why they did it. I was like Travis Pastrana was there. Like I would have loved to see him been over there somehow, but I'm sure he was super, super busy, uh, super busy. So I wouldn't have been able to get there over there or whatnot. Uh, but the racing was, I thought the racing was really good. Um, I really liked the, I think they kind of let these guys have the gloves off. Like I think these guys, they're allowing them to be extra aggressive, but I really, we saw Mason Fuller bump Mayfield out of there. And I was talking to Mike Fuller and, and Mayfield was pissed off. I think the quotes was payback's a bitch, right? And that's what he said. I got a little voice note of that. Uh, I really like that. Where, where Mason Fuller kind of hit him. Well, I don't, I think that was fair because May- Mayfield went really high and then he cut down and then Mason was kind of inside. But I really like that berm. Like guys were really using it. They were like going, swinging up there and, um, you know, just going like going right up on the berm and like sliding that car right up there and then sl- and slinging down. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I know in his second A2, Ty started last, and he got caught up in that big, big, like, uh, cluster right at the beginning. Um, but he was able to, like, just claw his way back up and get back out. He just wasn't making mistakes, right? So it was a good event. And then it was a little bit confusion at A3 because we weren't sure where the loop was. We weren't sure if the line was the loop or what. Because if you look at it, you go back and you see that really Ty came across the line first after he dove in on, on Rivkin and, and then Rivkin kind of went to the side and then Ty came back. So I don't know if the loop was before that or what. So it was a, a little bit confusing on that. Rivkin looked really good out there as well. Ty looked the best. Fuller looked good, but I don't think anybody was on Ty's pace. Mayfield, yeah, he won a race, but he can't, I don't think he was just... He tried to push it, and he just couldn't push like Ty. And no, Ty was not using a low-profile head. He was using a high-profile head, and he did have a Lexan wing on it. So I thought that was cool. He won, I don't know, maybe like $5,500 or something like that. Uh, I know the Fullers, Camden Line, Brandon Rose, and the guys all bumped up from the invite. They got a 1000 bucks. I thought that was cool. Tebow apparently went home sick, which was a shame because he looked pretty, he looked pretty racy in the qualifiers. But uh, apparently he got very sick. And um, yeah, he, I guess he drove home, which was unfortunate. 
So, because uh, he looked pretty racy. So, and those hot race tires look like they were hooking up. I mean, shameless plug for hot race, right? Uh, I mean, they did win. So, you guys are saying, and let's see. So, Charlie Mack, biggest thing here. This event needs to be 100% nitro. I agree. I, I would not, I, I'm not going to lie. It would have been great to see some druggies out there, right? All right, Charlie Mack. It would have been great to see some bruggies out there. Uh, I do agree. Uh, I will, I will. Toby Hansen says, nah, he liked the layout. Agreed. Better for TV coverage and closer to one one track. Yep, that's what I'm thinking too. But still, man, a nice triple would have been great. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Your finish position in each race determined. Okay, there we go. So if you won, you started last. Thank you, BJ. I knew BJ would know that. That's my statistician right there. Uh, EKJ24 for a showcase. Why didn't they have the Truggy class? That's the only dance out of the race. I would have to agree with you, Her. I think, um, like, Truggy, refueling, all that stuff, that's what entertains people, right? No offense to the electric people out there. This is no offense to you guys. Uh, but people want to see pit stops. They want to hear noise, and they want to hear that revving song. That Nothing attracts people more than that engine noise. So I would definitely agree there. And let's say, yeah, the races in laps format, we do that. They did that at RCGP. So, yeah, we got Notch in there. Congratulations, Notch. He says, can he get a boom shakalaka? Selling out uh, his <clears throat> selling out his uh, his first race of the Notch series. Very good at uh, at um, oh, Channel Islands. I was talking to Greg about it yesterday, actually. Taylor DeLosa, no, E-Truggy does not pay the bills, unfortunately. E-Buggy does, but not E-Truggy. Uh, yes, I did comment about that. Uh, I don't, I think you go for it. You go for it, right? He Dervian. He, did you see those last gla glass corners? Ty was so aggressive. He was so, I was like, oh my gosh, Tyrone has showed up. He was so aggressive. He's like, I want to make that money. I want to make that money. And, um, I think they just allowed them to be aggressive. I think they allowed them to be aggressive. I think they, they allowed them to show their emotions. And I think that was great, right? That makes for great television that we need to see this. These guys aren't robots. Uh, we saw Rifkin tell him off and Ty, Ty gives him the winner, I guess. So he does it for Canada. So, but I, I still don't understand the, the loop situation. That was a little bit weird. That was a little bit weird. And I agree. RIP to Kevin Jalik. Man, I'm glad I got to meet that man. What's up, Sawyer? Mike Cass, last corner was a 15. Exactly. You would do it for $1,500 too. I would do it too. I would punt it, Rivkin. Boom. I would have been in there and, um, yeah, just done it. <laughs> Ricard from an illegal Portuguese in Denmark. I don't know if you want to, YouTube might be following that. All right. So that brings me to my next, next, next topic. Uh, it was like the e buggy euros with Killick. A little different. Uh, Killick kind of checked up and then hit, then, then he, I don't think Rivkin checked up. I think Ty just kind of saw a gap and went for it. What's up, Nuno? How you doing? What up, Clay Cleats? How you doing? Everyone, I agree. Everyone would do it for 1500 bucks. All right. So let that brings me to my next topic, everybody. Is Ty Tessman back? I mean, he's the one guy that has broken up the Dakota Fend and Mayfield win streak for the last two years. If we go back, I think uh, he won PMB, I want to say, in 2022, I, I think. So he kind of broke that up. 
Uh, but he's the only other racer to beat these guys in Nitro in America these this year, in the last two years. So uh, I wonder, are we seeing a Tyrone comeback? Because I am, I, like I said, he was very good at the Nationals. He was very good. His car looked good. He looked good at DNC for a, t- for a time as well. Um, I, I think we're seeing Ty get back on form. We talked about this, I think. Uh, actually, I talked about this. Uh, so our guest next week is very close with Ty, and he we have a great talk about this. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but it actually was a really great, good podcast. So I think we looked at it like this. When Ty and Gord and everybody came out, they were doing things that people weren't doing in RC before. They were doing, uh, you know, they were just doing everything, I think, to win. Everything needed, all the small details, dotting all their I's, crossing all their T's. Um, you know, and, and definitely, I always say they operate in that gray area, like on the limit of their, their fuel strategy, all that type of stuff. Uh, I think the rest of the RC world caught, caught onto that and caught that up. And that's why it's been a little bit difficult for them to win. But does this mean that Tyrone's back? Let me know in the chat. What do you think? Do you think Ty, the Tyrone Testament is back? Do you think he goes on to, I guess the next big race for these guys would be E-Nats? Does he go into Enats? Does he win that? Uh, will he come to Wicked Weekend? We shall see. Good win for Ty. Does this boost his confidence, you think? Making some money, uh, getting a win like that. After last year when he was like kind of, you know, he was fast, but it was all about him and Mayfield's drama. So, you mm, don't know. Maybe this is the win that he needs to get back on the, uh, back on the horse. Not saying that he was off the horse, but you know what I mean. Uh, not says these top level racers are like moon phases. It's his rotation. Could be, could be. Uh, he had bad luck in the last race of a break in the last four minutes of me. So he went all out this race. Yeah, that wasn't truggy. That wasn't buggy, but he was kind of like, nah, he wasn't. Had he got out to a better start, he would have won that. I, I'm pretty, oh, he would have gave Dakota a, a better, a better run for his money. I agree with you. He needed this win for sure. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, he raced against the top guys in the world, right? In in America and in the world. And where was Dakota Finn? He was, like, nowhere to be found. I don't know if these... Well, he didn't go last year. So I don't know if these uh, these three mains... It's weird because usually he was always better in these short mains, right? So not sure. Not sure. Not sure. Um, What happened with Dakota? But you can't win them all, right? You can't win them all. But I think Ty... Yes, He's a case as his tie is back, but no win at Enats. The track helped him. He looked really good on the track. Testman won pro nitro buggy at PNB. That he did. Thank you. Uh, tie is going to be a problem for the rest of the year. And little bump. Eh, we, look, everybody likes little bump, right? I get that. We don't need to put no pressure on this 12 year old. Let that young man develop naturally and organically. Like I said before he went to the Nats, it doesn't matter if he doesn't make the main or doesn't do well at the Nationals. He's 12. He's got many years to do well. Let's not put the pressure on him. Let him enjoy RC. We do this too much. We got a young driving her. We put so much pressure on him. He's already probably got a shit ton of pressure on him from just from his dad. Let's not do that. Uh, so let's let him develop. He's coming out of his shell. He's having a good time with RC. Let him just, let him just, let's just let him develop organically. Develop organically. Um, all right. Jesus is pumped for time. Jesus is pumped for time. All right. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. Tebow was going good. Ty will always be a good contender. I think this this race helps him. I think, obviously, 
him channeling his inner Tyrone. I think he's accepting his nickname. He needs to grow back the mustache or maybe go full goatee, right? And um, I look forward to seeing him race at the next race. Man, it looked like Mayfield was just in A3. He was just trying so hard because he was close. You know how to win, I believe. And um, yeah, well, he just he just kind of flamed out. He had some issues in the last thing. He flamed out of the fuel. I'll come out of the pits. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, guys. It's dry in her. But yeah, no, no, Fen. Fen was kind of quiet this weekend. Uh, but Fuller looked good. Fuller looked good. He looked fast. He made some mistakes, though. Rifkin, too. I am telling you as well, Rifkin has looked very solid this year. Associate is onto something with that car. I'm telling you. Very, I very, I, I think so. What's up, Freddy Krueger? Hi. What's up from Inland Empire SoCal? All right. Next topic. So, uh, if you guys didn't check, I dropped the, I dropped a quick clip today from the Efra eBuggy Euros, which uh, which was from show once two forty with JQ, and where we talked about the incident with uh the Kilix, uh, well Borat Kilik versus Orlowski. So we dropped that. And I wanted to talk about this because not about the about the the. Okay, Lance has a good question. Before I get on there, do you think the invite class will pull anyone from overseas? I I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to get there. It's also kind of smack dab in the middle of when Europe is racing. Uh, and I I think they have to be invited there, don't they? Or they have to go run the um, open class and then bump up. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he ran the rear weight bias chassis from. He's been running it all this time, I think. So, not a not not a big deal. He's I tell you, associated onto something. <clears throat> so that's a good question. We'll see. We'll see. I know that a lot of the euros are talking about coming to AMS, and a lot of them want to come to PMB. Uh, I don't think they want to do. They don't want to take the risk of outdoor races. Which this race almost did get. It was a lot of rain, so they had to speed up the, the um. I think the schedule to uh, apply to get so they could get in before it did rain. Now I guess let's talk about divisions race as a whole. Um, obviously it doesn't get much interest. It's it, it's it's kind of like do they the, the the star of the show are the are the pro guys right? Uh. I, I still think it's lacking for spectators around it. And I think that's because the people that will be watching this are out doing full scale things, right? I don't know. I don't know how this event is. I've never been there, but my, my assumption is that it's more people there that are doing full scale stuff than spectating. I'm sure they're spectators, right? But I would love to see a type of race uh, where we, Probably, I always think that motocross is the best place for something like this. Motocross, a state fair, where we get tens of thousands of spectators coming, right? Or thousands of spectators coming. And then put this on the side where they can see it. Um, I, I applaud Live RC and everybody for what they do, and I know it's not easy to do this. But I still think it would be cool to see non-RC people all lined up around watching this. And I know that just it's just a little bit difficult because, you know, people come in there with the... UTVs, their side, their side by sides, their ATVs, their motocross bikes, all that type of stuff. So I think a lot of people come to actually participate uh, at, at this race and not do as much spectating. Plus, I talked to a few drivers that were last year. It's like such a big area, right? That it's like 
you know, RC is kind of just like a really in a really small, small place. So it's very hard, you know, to to get some attention from that. And you're competing with so many other things. You had freestyle motocross, all that type of stuff. So yeah, I know we want to get it in front of people and we want more people there, but it's very hard to do when everybody's there for that, right? Uh, but I thought the video production was good. They need to fix Mike. Scott is Mike. He was doing a great job down there as the pit uh, pit guy. And I liked that they were getting right down there in the pits and all this stuff. I thought that was cool. But his mic was cutting out a little bit. So they need to um, we need to fix that. Uh, Ken Stout was great. Uh, Mike Garrison was great, as usual. Ken Stout, knows, now he knows a little bit more about RC. So he was he was talking about it. I, I think he shares genuine interest and passion. I don't feel bad about screaming in the mic now because then guys are getting excited. And yeah, there we go. It's a $200 spectator entry and accommodation is a fortune. That That's holding people back. That's why I think it needs to be kind of at a motocross event. Tebow had the greatest idea. It should be at the um like a, a nationals, like a, a amateur motocross nationals event where there's thousands of people there racing and watching and stuff like that. But it still looked like a great weekend. I thought the, the camera work was great. I hope that it gets out. It, it does its job. We need as much RC out there in the algorithm. I thought the video production was great. I still think we need to get these RC drivers dressed up like professionals. They still look kind of not professional with those big straw hats on and stuff like that. Not wear your hats, wear uniform, matching pants, all that type of stuff. You know, make yourself look like a pro. Uh, I don't know. That's my thoughts. But that's nothing to do with... Uh, the vision race, that's all to do with image and whatnot that we need in RC. All right. So good event. Let's hope it happens next year. And um, we'll see what happens, right? Uh, what with that. But congratulations, live RC. Congratulations to Ty Tessman. He did it for Canada. He's back. He's back. We're saying he's back. Case Edwards. Let's see what he says. I think they need to do a time in, keep the heads up quals, but then median it out into the main. Say the final at 6 p.m. so people know not just right after a sports event, six people in it. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't think they're going to get people out there. When people are finished with, the, with their full-scale stuff, they're going to do party. That's what I think they're going to happen. So, no, JQ is not her today. It's just me. So, no, no, no setup questions. All right, let's do the, what do you think about pro what do you think about having the pro drivers or a head cam or a broadcaster can switch in between each driver and have an instant car cam? Mm, it's really hard to see your cars with just a cam. It needs to be focused out there. It needs to be zoomed out out there. It it would not do no justice if you only see a car and it's that big, you know? You can't even see it. So I don't think so. They need to be able to focus if that's what you're talking about. Motorama is the closest thing. It has a thousands of non-RC spectators. It's time if it was if time was different, i.e., not a week before DNC, it will get they will pay real attention to the, and pay and they pay real attention to ventilation. Yeah, they need to get nitro there. I'm telling you, nothing gets people going more than nitro. I'm telling you, e-bug is fun. Don't get me wrong, but we need that noise. We need pit stops and and stuff like that. I think it just makes it more exciting. What's up, Dakri man? What's up, Kevin Mendez? How you guys doing? Nitro Circus started at 7, so that would work. Yeah, but everybody's watching Nitro Circus, right? That's what's going on. In-car cam clips, very hard to get small cams in there that won't break off and not affect the uh, weight of the cars. That's what I think. So all good ideas, but it's, I mean, it's not really going to, I don't think POV is going to make a difference. I do not. I do not. 
the building went on the line, I Well, it's unfortunate because I don't think Ebuggy is uh, going to attack the attention that it should. That's just my thoughts. What's up, Ross Goddard? What's up? All right, speaking of Ebuggy. So we just recently had the effort Ebuggy Euros in Germany. We had a warm-up race. We saw that um, Orlowski won it. All that good stuff. So it was 144 entries. One class. There's no e-troggy. There's no uh, mini-troggy. There's no nothing. One class. 144 entries. It was full. People went to the warm-ups. So my question is, how can... And I don't... And e-buggy is not as popular in Europe as it is in America. How is it that the European championships can pretty much sell out. That's pretty much selling out for them. They don't really get more than 150 entries at these races. How can they get more entries with one class? And we, here over in America, with the Royal Enats, we barely get that with four different classes. So I want you guys to give me your thoughts on that in the chat. Uh, I want to give you, I want to give my thoughts on that. I've probably talked about it a few times on the podcast, but it's true. I mean, we have e-buggy, e-truggy, um, it's super popular in America, right? Super popular in the Southeast. It's uh, probably not as popular on the West Coast as, as, as it used to be, but it's getting there. Popular in the Midwest, popular down South, popular up Northeast. But yet we still see these e-buggy nationals not getting these numbers, you know? And it's, look, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, you know how I feel about big entry numbers and all that type of stuff, but I understand that these tracks have to make money, right? Uh how are we going to get these e-buggy nationals to, to get good entries? We had Mike, uh, Mark Calandro on her the other day. He was talking about his, they're going to hold them at the CRC uh, Raceway up there in Rome, New York. I know they're trying a lot to, to do it. But, yeah, why don't, why don't we get it? I have, I have a rant about this. I do. I do have a rant about this. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Yeah, I saw that you went to HRCR, did some um, fifth-scale racing. Man, that's a beautiful facility up there. Congratulations, Brian Eider. And his son, they have created such a beautiful facility up there. So Brent Jackson says, many guys don't like raw events. But let's talk about that. Why don't they like raw events? Here's my thing. And I know people's going to get pissed off. I like raw events. You know why? Because you race one class. You, you know where you're at. Right? There's no sportsman. There's no intermediate. There's none of that bullshit. You race one class. If you finish 150th, that's where you finish. That's it. It's no participation trophies. There's no, hey, you done well. Here's a pat on your back. It's that's where you finish. That's where you stand. I We always hear about e-buggy being how big it is and all that type of stuff and whatnot and all that good stuff. But we never, I mean, we always say, oh, if we put it in itself, it's going to be good. If we put it here, it's going to be great. If we put it here, it's going to be there. It's going to be, it's going to be great. No, never. Because you know why? And you people are going to get mad at me. E-buggy races aren't as serious as nitro buggy races. It's simple. It's simple. It's simple as that. E-buggy races want sportsmen. They want intermediate. They want expert or open or professional. They want to stay in sportsmen. They want to stay in intermediate. They don't want to race pro. It's simple. Guys who race nitro put a lot more work into the race program than our guys who race just e-buggy or e-truggy. Nitro requires a lot more work, a lot more maintenance, a different driving style, and all that type of stuff, and you spend more time at the track. I believe, and people understand, the Raw Nationals is prestigious. The Raw, the raw Fuel Nationals are prestigious. I call the, I call the Nationals 
the heartbreak, dream-shattering races of RC. It's the one time that we race in RC in America where there are no classes, no participation trophies, nothing. And I think people don't like that. And I think the majority of people that run e-buggy and e-truggy only like to have the classes. And that is fine. That is absolutely fine. But if we want to take e-buggy and e-truggy legitimate and make it a, 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 a class that I feel it will be soon because they're having a world for e-buggy, make it a prestigious class, these type of events, the nationals need to get more interest. It's simple. That's all I have to say about that. So let's go through some of these. Um, see, I don't believe that. Unfortunately, Enatch is scheduled the same day as the LCRC event and also Raw doesn't carry a name that most grassroots racers want to attend, but it seems they might be getting better. Yeah, you know why? Because Raw has been shit for like 15 years. But Raw still, the Raw Fuel Nationals is still the most prestigious race you can win in America. Probably next to DNC. Simple as that. Nobody can tell me that. And guess what? There's going to be an e-buggy worlds in 2025. So the e-buggy nationals are actually going to mean something now. But the people that race e-buggy just don't, that race E-class surely do not, are not as serious as nitro buggy races. And I'm sorry if that offends you guys, but that's the truth. And people want those classes. It's, I tell JQ all the time. He says, it's about runtime. It's, run it's not about runtime. It's about that plastic trophy, uh, that plaque, and that Facebook post. That's my thought. Electric and Nitro one event. I would say that, but then it will make for even longer days. But then they want they want to have e truggy. They want to have uh, short course four by four, which is dying, and mini truggy, which is. I get it. It was a great class when it came out, but it's not there, no more. Not there anymore. I like what RC Jarrett says. A lot of electric guys are hobbyists. Nitro guys are diehard RC. That's a better way to put it. That's a better way to put it. But I really think these 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 national shadow people's dreams. That's where you're really at. Simple as that. What's up, Jeremy Kramer? I agree. He says I went to race this past weekend in Kentucky. E truck was the biggest class by far because they don't they don't they don't so many. E-Buggy was far broken up between pro, sportsman, and the 40-plus. Nitro had the fuse. So I guess they didn't put uh, sportsman, pro, and nitro. Uh, sportsman, pro, and intermediate. They just ran at one class. Ryan says, I stacked up 93rd overall at the Nationals. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I mean, that's easy. You didn't finish last. You didn't finish last. You made the top 100. <laughs> the race reports on Facebook are stupid. AJ Marasco. AJ Marasco, top drag racer right there. Great, great off-road racer as well. Great off-road racer. All right. Um, let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's see what. The guys that are sandbagging the lower ranks make the actual sportsman intermediate not want to race because they have no chance. Yeah, that could be. How about if you just don't have... When you, when you go to the Nationals, there is no class. You can't really sandbag, right? Just saying. Just saying. I am just saying, uh-oh, George Takara says, bullshit. What do you call bullshit one, buddy? Thank you, Roach RC. He has a question. Hold on. I need to hit up. I got excited about that. I have to hit my asthma pump. That got me excited. That's why when I make the jump to Nitro, I want to get good. I feel like the desire to get better isn't as big as it should be. 
If you want to be a better overall RC racer, run your nitro car more. It will make you a better racer. Simple as that. And Roach RC is having some waffles to make some money so he can get his service and engine for his new Mugen. I heard you got the new Mugen. Um, I am going to talk about the worlds, Eduardo Rossi. I am going to talk about that. Uh, D7 is, uh, I never asked for class. Look, I have no problem with classes. I have no problem with them. We can have them. We can have them. Just not at the nationals. That's all. And people don't want to go to the nationals. That's what's up. They don't want to, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to be 93rd. They want to be number one. What's up, Sophian? What's up, Eric Elevit? Everett, how you doing? <laughs> one class, one one chassis, one class. I know it never ends. It's never gonna, it's never gonna end. I don't, I don't think we should go against it. What's up, Jimmy Woodley? How you doing? Nitro or nothing? I agree there too. Run a two wheel drive mod buggy, you will get better. I think that and um, nitro buggy both will make you a better driver. Thank you, Roach RC, for that super chat. I appreciate it. Everybody go check out Roach RC. I got to put your stick up on my monitor here, Roach. Uh, I was listening to you in chemo yesterday on your live, and um, that was good. So what do you guys think? How can the e- how can the Euros get so many more entries for one class? And it's not an e-buggy isn't as big over there compared to America, where e-buggy is huge. That's what I want to know. There is no Rupert tonight. He's sleeping. So this is what happened. Uh, they have that midsummer thing over there in Finland. So apparently it's the longest day of the year. So that's like when the Finnish people just go fucking crazy. Like they go drinking and do stupid stuff. He's already, he showed me already. He's already scraped up his arms from decking out on his bike. Um, Max is, uh, he's going with his girlfriend. So he couldn't record. I need a little break. So I decided to do a, to do a, to do a, um, to do a live. So, yeah, they're going all crazy over there in Finland for, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, midsummer, big holiday. I hope JQ has already hurt his hand, hurt his arms by decking on his motocross bike. I'm pretty sure he will hurt himself some way in some drunken way over there. We will see. All right. Next topic. Raw. We need more off-road guys involved in Raw. They just got another guy off the committee. I, I don't know if I can say why he was off the committee. Maybe we'll, we'll, I know why he got kicked off the committee or removed from the committee, but I don't know if maybe we'll wait for um, Clayton to come on and talk about that. But we definitely need, and he even the president has said that he is looking for more off-road people to get involved and be on the committee of Raw. We have Clayton Young. You know, look, I have been Roar's biggest, biggest critic, but I'm also their biggest supporter. And, um, well, basically, I heard that the guy, the person who was ever supposed to be doing testing ESCs never tested them. And there was some money involved in that, and the money was taken, and the ECs weren't testing, and apparently they ain't getting, it's almost like another Jeff Parker incident where they're not getting, they haven't got the, the equipment back yet from it. That's, I'm not saying names, I'm just saying what happened. There we go. Off the record. You are absolutely right, Adam Christensen. Thank you. What up, Camden Lime? That's my boy right there. He's getting so fast. So proud of him. So proud of him. Gorilla Speed. How you doing, good buddy? Guy's got an epic bird. Epic bird. Trying to get on his level. Trying to get up on his level. Uh, we need Dallas to run raw. Well, Dallas is unfortunately not with us anymore. So I don't know how we would do that. 
from beyond the, no, I cannot be in Raw. I need to be the promoter of Raw and the critic. Clayton is doing a good job, a damn good job. We need more offered people in Raw, though. So I would say to people to, if you want to get involved in Raw, they definitely need a um, become a regional rep. They need people in the committee. There's we, there's not enough offer guys there, right? There's a lot of offer guys, and they, they need the help. They need the help. So Clayton's doing a good job, and I hope you guys get in there. Like, just do it, man. We need you guys to do it. We need you to do it, please. What's up, Dale? How you doing? Dale Roberts, my buddy there. Uh, what's up, CDB9? Lefty, when are you going to be able to sell it? I know who that is. Uh, when are you going to be able to solid Axel Monstrack? I want an LMT so bad. I want a ready-to-run LMT, and I want trio axles with uh, the J Concepts Monster Truck wheels, because I think they look... Dre uh, Concepts Monster Truck wheels and tires. So I definitely want to see that. Um, all right. So I kinda, we kind of covered two questions in there, raw cleaning house, and we need more uh, raw... Uh, we need more guys involved in Raw, more offer guys involved in Raw. So that's something that I think we should get in there. I know everybody's going to start saying, well, Raw is this and Raw is that. The only way you can fix it is by getting involved. It's by getting involved. <laughs> no, but the Ready to Run comes already built, man. I just got to put the axles on there. Actually, I'm going to be doing some, my yellow boat. So I blame that my buddy, Joba. He's supposed to come today. You're supposed to finish that off. We're supposed to go run it. This supposed to go run it this week. He still has a couple of days. I'm taking taking some time off from the podcast or for a week. I agree. I think that people need to get compensated. Even if it's 500 bucks a month, they need to get compensated. I think every every person that is involved in the committee on Raw should get some money, part-time money. I definitely agree with that. Oh, Derek, you're going you're gonna to sleep so early. Oh, okay. Well, good night. Good night. You, I guess you have to go work tomorrow. What's up, Kai Goff? Good to see you in here. All right. <clears throat> so on to my next subject. Why hasn't Ifmar announced next year's world's location yet? I mean, I pretty much know where it's going to be. But then you hear all these different rumors like, oh, I'm going to have it in a stadium here. Or I'm going to do it here in America and all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, I know it's supposed to be in Brazil at Casa Raceway. Brazil's actually supposed to get it, right? Because they didn't get it in 2020. It's supposed to go back to them. It's supposed to go to America this year by the, the law of numbers. But because they didn't get it in 2020, they're supposed to get it now, right? Now, a lot of people here will say that we shouldn't go to Brazil. It's not safe. Customs, all this type of stuff. <clears throat> yes, Jeff Parker is still the IFMAR temporary president, and that will probably be why we don't have a location for the world yet or a decision made because I'm just going to... Anyway, we know how I feel about that. Uh, my guess is the farm too. Well, you go dig that one up, buddy. You go dig that one up. I'm, I don't even think that... I think there's a building there now. Uh, so it's now June of 2022. The worlds are expected to happen uh, next year, October 2024. So it's about a year and yeah, about a year and a half left, just about. So people might want to start. You know, we just had the U.S. Nationals top 30 make it to the world. So people want to start, you know, planning for this trip and all this type of stuff. Um, 
I think they should announce this. Like, you know, if it's going to be in Brazil, people want to go. They, if they want to go, if they don't want to go, that's fine. But I'm here to tell you that I just recently came from Brazil about six months ago. I was there with Robert and JQ. JQ went out to five o'clock in the morning and he's still allowed, he's still with us, even though I don't think anybody would really want to kidnap him and he doesn't have any money. So, I mean, he's worthless. And I'm pretty sure if somebody kidnapped him within an hour or two, he would probably be dropped off. He'd be like, you don't even know how to kidnap me properly. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, we need to kind of, um, yeah, hopefully not a Femco where they repeat with a two month notice. Yeah. So I know a lot of people don't want it in Brazil. I just, I'm just here to say that, yeah, it's pretty safe. If, if it's going to be at that race, if it's going to be at that track in Sao Paulo, uh, at Casa, I know that they're going to put a lot of money into it. They're going to make it where you guys have to, um, to, you know, safe and all that type of stuff. I know people are worried about customs because of like what happened in Argentina in 2012 and all that stuff. And we can all say we should just put it in America. We should just put it in America. But I mean, RC is worldwide, right? And everybody deserves to have their turn. Farmar is a block, is a is a federation. They are part of the IFMAR block. It was their turn to have it in 2020. COVID didn't happen. So it's going to happen now. America will have to wait to 2026 to have theirs if that happens. Uh, I know maybe a lot of the Americans don't like that. But that's how it goes. You know, RC is bigger than just America, even though America is the biggest market. You know, it's I think that people should use this opportunity to go see a different country, go experience a different uh, culture, all that type of stuff. The people treated me very good in Brazil. They have excellent meat, excellent, excellent meat, great beer, great drinks, all that type of stuff. I felt at no time in danger in Sao Paulo. I loved it. I mean, I live in Dominican Republic. It's, it's very similar. So I think that we should go, right? I think... um People always say that, you know, we have a question about, oh, we shouldn't be on tracks that have been driven before. I don't think nobody's going to be driven on, have has driven on this track because they're going to build a whole new one for just for the world, right? So I think we have to, you know, if you qualify for the worlds, go. If you don't want to go and you think it's because it's not safe or you're worried about this, don't worry about that. These people are going to take care of you. Like, I don't think they're going to bring you to that country to let anything happen to you wrong. I remember back in 2006, a lot of Americans didn't go to Jakarta to that world. And I, everybody that went was like, it was the best world they ever went to. So don't let it, don't let what you see on TV and all this stuff screw you from going to a place. I literally was there for, for a week, had a blast, loved it. People were great, took me around. I was in Junjiai, I was in Sao Paulo, you know, like anywhere else in the world. If you go in the wrong place or you, you do something stupid, it, it's going to be trouble, right? I'm not going to say that there isn't. But you know, you go, you have fun. Yeah, but I'm not even going to go talking about the girls because it's definitely beautiful girls there. Um, it might take someone to, to they might pay someone to take them back. But if they don't do it in Brazil and they do it in America, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? Where would it be in America? I know I see Brian Ida in there. He wants to put in the bid for H HCRC. I don't know. Would it be, what would you rather be like there in October? But I would love for it to go to Brazil. They deserve to have it. I think one of the best things I saw in Brazil was when I was Junjai. I know Junjai and, and Casa are different. But you see those green Amazonian parrots that people pay like $1,500 for? They're worth millions of them just flying all over the place. There's big beaver-looking rat things. Capar I don't know what they're called. I was watching them. No snakes. I didn't see any snakes. I was worried about that. 
but I didn't see any snakes, uh, any snakes. And um, yeah, I would. I'm I'm ready to go to Brazil next October. I will see you guys there. If you don't want to go, somebody else will take your place. Let's go have some fun in Brazil. Let's drink some drink some caparinas and do some RC racing. So I say, let's go. Let's go. What's up, Kimo RC? Do you guys have any questions about the Ifmar Worlds or anything we're talking about right now? If you guys wanted to have some topics that we want to talk about, let me know. And um, we'll go from there. But all right. No iguanas chase me. No, no iguanas chase me. I need to, I need to get my water here. No iguanas. That was scary. That man eating an iguana. That almost attacked me in Australia. Where alligators do not exist. But killer iguanas do. Okay. Now, this is something that we've beat to death on the podcast. And I know that the majority of people in here are from America. Uh, but when will we see you American racers, top racers, go over to the European race? Chelo Ibarra, manda saludos a la manzana, el último campeón de Mugen, Argentina. What's up? Capabaras. That's what they're called. Capibaras. Thank you, RC Jarrah. All right. So I recently, I have had the privilege of going to Europe now three times for races in, in England as well. I was actually supposed to be going back to Italy this weekend uh, for Maurizio of Mar Graphics Italian race, which is happening, which will have almost all the top uh, European drivers there. I think like Rana Falga and Badiega, but everybody else is going at Gusago, which I went to for RCGP. Uh, I've been to Radovan, beautiful track, beautiful facility. Uh, hopefully get back there in the Capavara. Thank you. Uh, hopefully get back there uh, for the Euros this year. I know the models were talking about maybe having me there. Uh, but I recently went to the B-Buggy Arena in Portugal. It's in Barcelos. Everybody saw it, right? You saw the beautiful facility. You saw the track, all that type of stuff. We need to get top American racers going to Europe at least once or twice a year. Um, I don't want to hear that they can't afford it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, that is bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. Of course they can afford to go there. Of course they can afford to go to... Barcelos was cheaper than America. That is bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry, Roach. I do not agree with that. That is absolute bullshit. I, as an, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying the average American. I'm saying the top American racers. Why can't we get Dakota Fan, Ryan Mayfield, uh, Tasman, who's Canadian, um, Rifkin, over to IBC and these races to race? That's bullshit, too, because IBC and the people at IBC have said they will change the layout. I don't want her that bullshit. That's bullshit. Don't want her that. Don't want her that. Mm-mm. Not hearing that today. If you're a pro racer, it doesn't matter what layout's out there and how long it's been there. You go over there and you race. It's simple as that. You guys are pro racers, right? That's what you do. You go over and you race. Well, you go race. So, Barcelos is cheaper than America. Uh, I paid about $1,300. It would cost me $1,300 to fly from here with a bag from Dominican Republic to their eight-hour flight to Madrid, then an hour flight to Porto, then a 45-minute drive to Barcelos. Beautiful facility. They, 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 wanna, I, they want you Americans to come, so they will switch up the track for you guys. I think you will have a great time there. 
It was beautiful. Porto was a beautiful city. I wish I would have got to see it more. The people there would treat you great. And they 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 got they got coverage. They got a great facility. They have um a great track. Barcelona is very cheap. You can it's you can get around easily. There's plenty of good places to eat. Um, why not? Why not go there? Right? If you are a professional RC car driver, this is your job. It doesn't matter. You go there and you race. These guys come over to America and race all the time. They do. They come to DNC. They come to Silver State. I get it. America's the bigger market. We got to come over there. Right? I get it. I get it. The last time an American went to a European race was probably Ryan Lutz. And it was, it was Montpellier. Montpellier is a different, type of, a different type of animal. It is a different type of animal. You know, you have to have the special tires, all that type of stuff. But IBC is willing to make a different change, a different track layout, maybe not a complete track layout. I don't want to hear that it costs too much. I don't want to hear it costs too much. Right now, traveling is easier than anything, anywhere. Trust me, I've been doing it for quite a long time. Food lacks flavor. Are you, are you, what? Some of the best food I had was that in Portugal. I, what? You know, yeah, Neo Buggy would be great, right? But we don't have that no more. You know, I get it that uh, you guys want a different layout and all that stuff. I get it. So here we go. So the people at IBC said they'll put in a different layout, they'll put up cash money. They'll put it on Easter, like Neo was, and you could get there easily. Let's go, America. Come over there and race with them. Come over and race with them. What's up, Tyron? How you doing? They come over here to race. They come over here. Europeans come over here and beat you too. Last person won Silver State was European. You guys forget that, don't you? There you go. I think they should go over there. I, I, you, do you know back in the day, you talked to Greg Degani, the American racers used to go over to Europe to get better. Yeah, the European racers were better. They were beating the Americans. The Americans had to go over there to race, to get better. Yeah, on the same layouts. Went over there, got the asses handed to him a few times, and not, and then they started winning. Neo Buggy was a little bit different because it was uh, it was a one-off track. Tebow won it six times. But, uh, yeah, if you are a pro racer, you go over there and you race. Simple as that. They say, look, at IBC, uh, last year at the Euros, Ronald Falk raced there. He won. Kind of won this year at IBC. It was a different racer, different winner. Well, yeah, we just want to, I don't know about Padova. Padova's a little too, Padova looks great. I, I've never been there. It looks great on in videos and all that stuff, but I heard everybody says that it's too much Thai additive there and you get sick. That's why. Um, But Relevon, yeah, they went to the Worlds. Look, the guys that I thought that would make the mains at the Worlds made the mains. Dakota Fan was fast. Ryan Mayfield was fast. Co-Ogden was good. What? The Europeans are better. That's a Renaissance variety. Maybe we should start building more Euro-style tracks because the Euro guys seem to be able to come over to America and win versus the European, but the, the, the Americans can't seem to go over there and do well because you know why? Corner speed. Corner speed. What's up, Austin? How you doing, man? I hope you're getting, I hope you're uh, feeling better. I hope you get on the, on the men from after your accident, man. 
be safe. Here's Justin Wilde. He got to go over there with me. America's very myopic. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what that word means when it comes to hobby sports. Don't take football seriously. And it's kind of took off. Yeah, I would agree with you. Formula One didn't get popular in America until um, driven. Football, soccer, real football, most popular sport in the world. Most popular sport in the world. Popular. No, no other sports bigger than football. Soccer. The manufacturers don't see value in it. Well, if you have coverage, you have a good race, and you have all the top drivers coming over there, then there's some value in it, I would say. They saw value in going to Neo Buggy. They went every year. Um, remember, this is off the record, so it's like I'm, I'm letting loose. Yeah, but hey, Phil's down in Bekia, living in life, dude. He's got a hotel down there. He's making real money. He ain't worried about that. There is none right now. There is none right now. The only one was Neo Buggy. It's, I think it's just so difficult, expensive to rent a place. But I would agree. Let's change the track up a little bit. And, I, and the guys at, at, I agree with that. If that's what it's going to take to get the Americans there, then we change up the track a little bit. I don't want to hear no excuses after that. You got good coverage. You got a good track. It's cheap. Change up the track. Let's go race. Let's go race. All right, there we go. Okay, that's another word for that. Let's see, RC Dress. I agree, D7. The companies will be willing to send them there. They might not see the value when maybe they only got a Euro driver, when they got a Euro driver there already. So one of the reasons I went to uh, IBC, I was asked to go to IBC, was to help bring some exposure to it, right? Uh, how can a race be a value if you don't go to it? That's a mute point. Nothing is of value until you start going to it. Nothing of, is of value until you start attending it. Yes, the coverage was in English. I was doing the coverage. I was doing the coverage in Barcelos. All of it. Why can't they go? I say this race because I went there and I was a part of it. In fact, that's why I was asked. That's why they were asking me to come to the, the uh, race in Italy this weekend. Because they're going to have great video coverage, but they wanted English uh, commentary. Nothing is of value till you start going there. Simple. If the American drivers don't go there, it's never going to be of value to them. But if one or two start going, then three or four the next time start going, then it's going to be of value. When Neo started, it was like Adam Drake and Cole Ogden. They were the only guys that went. And then Jared Tebow started winning, and then it became valuable. So I don't hear that bullshit. Not only American races are valuable, European races are valuable too. But if they start going, it, be, it adds value, more value. You can't add value till you start going. So start going. DNC is valuable. You know why? Because the Europeans go there. Take the Europeans away, it's just another American big race. It's not as valuable. It's still DNC, but it's not as valuable with all, all, the, with all the Europeans there. That's what makes it great, a great race. So I get it. You need value, but you cannot be valuable till you go there. 
Every race started with no value. Every race. No, no, I agree. But I don't want to hear that moot point about not being valuable because um, let me let me think of a race that is gaining in value right now. Um, how do we gain value in races? So let's look at North Georgia shootout, right? Which is now going to be happening at the Peachtree, oh, sorry, Peach Day Classic. Those guys started with one or two pros. They had one or two pros at their second race. The GA Peach State Classic looks like going to have a few more pro racers there. Slowly but surely, that tra- that race is getting some prestige. It's getting some value for these companies to go there. If you have all the top racers in Europe attending the IBC race, you send Dakota Fan, Rivkin. That's all I'm asking for. Send them to. Send them to next year. I guarantee you, guess what? Oh, here's the other thing. The e-buggy euros are going to be at that race. At that track. Which company is going to rush out there to be the first e-buggy world champion? I agree. We should see people at the Philippine race, at least. Because that's the biggest Asian race right now, right? International Asian race. Send them to the Philippine Masters. I don't think they're going to send them to all the runs over there because it's just logistically very hard, travel-wise and whatnot. But send them over to the Philippine Masters. Those guys put in a lot of work there. The track looks great. The coverage was badass. At least send them to there. That's my opinion. I agree. This is a good point. Ty, I'm glad you brought that up. The last American driver that spent a lot of time abroad was cool. That was pre-pandemic. The pe- no, it, it, but it hasn't. It has not. You don't need... You don't. Pfft. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You don't need a vaccine or nothing to go to America, to go to Europe. None of that stuff. You need a vaccine to, in fact, Europeans needed a vaccine to come to America. And I'm not getting on that. I'm not getting on that topic because I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to talk about that. But it's, it's no problem going to go into uh, Europe now. Not one problem. And it's not one problem coming over to America now. There's all that's gone. But Cole went over to Europe. He spent a lot of time over there racing in South in, in um, Spain with Ronnefalk and made him a better driver. When he came back from, from Spain, he was on fire. So yeah, we need we need this look, these people are willing to sell so, her. So we're gonna cover all things. The International Buggy Challenge will have great coverage. They will be putting it on Easter, so you have time off. They, it's easy to get to. It's cheap in Barcelona. Okay, yeah, you're going to take a hit. You're going to pay $1,300 or less. $1,300 for a flight? That's nothing. That's nothing. To fly from Bermuda to Dominican Republic is like $1,300. I mean, you can't fly from Bermuda to Dominican Republic. You have to fly to America. But uh, they're willing to change the track. And they're going to put up money. What's the excuses? Get your asses over there and go race. What big race are you racing on Easter? Right none right now. Go over there and race. Everybody used to race Neil Buggy every Easter. No excuse. No? Let's make this a new Neil Buggy. Oh. 
who covers well. Man, if you didn't watch what I did over there, then I don't know what to say. Go watch what I did over there at IBC. They, we did full coverage. But whoever covers the European Championships and stuff like that, they will be RC Racing TV. They do a damn good job. But who covered the IBC race was the local Portuguese Federation. They had some guys there, and then they brought me over there. Now, those guys aren't really only started doing RC stuff, so they'll get better. They will get better. We already went over this. There is no value. There is no value to nothing until you do it. Easter. You tell me what big races won at Easter, Charlie Mac. I'm Ch- Charlie. No big race. Neo used to be every Easter. Every Easter. Everybody went there. Neo has always been on Easter. It started out with no value, but it became valuable. Uh, I don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't want hear that bullshit. I don't want hear that. I don't want hear that. I don't want hear that. I get it that you guys, that's, that's the excuse, but it's not. It's not good enough. Not good enough. Sorry. I was off the record. It said it was off the record this week. Uh, all right. Uh, would a true Euro-style track be successful in USA? Got all the U.S. drivers a bit more familiar with that type of track. Seems like polar opposite types of tracks of RC track and probably quite intimidating to most. Um, so I think they can make a Euro-style track with uh, maybe not the different surfaces because in America, uh, we like to... I say we because I more associate with America. Uh, I'm not fired up. I'm just having fun. Uh, to make different surfaces will then make it harder f- to do track changes, right? But what we can do is make the footprint of the track different. So it's more corner speed. Not a, just not just a bunch of 180s. That's, you know, let's have some high speed sections through there. Let's do this, that type of stuff. I think that will make a difference. But making, um, making, what do you mean no need to prove themselves? What? When was the last time an American went over to Europe and won? Of course, they have to go prove themselves. But when was the last time a European came over to America and won? Silver State. Yeah. Sorry, just reading Tyrone's thing. Uh, back to this, Davis. I think the track style, not the, the, the different uh, surfaces, because track changes like... Because track changes happen too much. That would be a waste of money, I think. If like you put a concrete curve, then you got to make a corner on it, all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. No excuses. No need to prove themselves. Well, who's the world champion right now? That's all I got to say. Who is the world champion in the world right now? Eight-scale driving. Who is the only person to go back-to-back? There has been two... Two-time world champions, and they're both Italian. Those two Italians have won more world championships in eight-scale racing than every than than America put together. I'm just saying. I'm just saying these are facts. These are facts. Unless we're counting Ty as as American, because he's Canadian. Two Italians have won more world championships than. All the American Americans that have won championships in eight scale buggy. True dirt, no glue. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Silver State was dirt, bumpy, and and Barufalo won. 
DNC. Ronald Fox won it twice. Boots has won Silver State. McBride has won Silver State. He's not a, he's not European, but you know what I mean. There's no excuses. Fast guys are gonna win wherever fast guys go. It's not about selling kits. Do you think that? Do you think that TLR sell more kits after? No way. That's bullshit. That is bullshit too. That is another bullshit excuse. Do you think TLR sold more kits after Fen winning the Nationals, after dominating everybody and lapping the entire field? I bet you they didn't. I bet you they didn't. But if he went to IBC and did some good stuff there, did some PR, I bet you they'll sell more kits in Europe. Nah, not buying that. Not buying that. Not today. Ty will tell you that he is not from America. He is Canadian. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You guys are all throwing these things at me, and I'm just throwing, I'm throwing back. You guys are coming up with the excuses, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm rebuting all your, all your excuses, all your excuses. Ooh, I'm having fun with this live. I'm having fun. No, I'm not trying to get you fired up. I'm not trying to get you fired up. It don't matter. It don't matter. If you're fast, you're fast. If it, you're fast, you're fast. Can it be safe to say these guys don't feel the need to go to have I think I would say this. I would say so. I would say that they're also scared of getting beat. Let's add that. They are scared of getting beat. The last person to go to a European race was Ryan Lutz on the Agama. His last race, 2020. He did not make it out of the quarterfinals. He got beat by people that nobody even knows. What's up, CTR? How you doing, man? Good to see you at the Nationals. <laughs> Ty says, he's actually American, North American. I think so. But he'll say he has a Canadian flag on there. But I, I, I mean, I just think it would be cool, right? I mean, how cool would it be to see... Um, I'm not doing my man lots like that. The, um, Fax is not doing anything. It's, it's, it's what happened. Carlos Duras... I'll never forget, I met him at the IBC race. He literally like came from like corners behind and like punted lots like a, one of the best passes I've ever seen. I met the guy. I shook his hand. I love Lutz. That's my boy. I love Lutz. I love him. But that was so funny. Really? Dakota would have won the rounds if he didn't start from the back of the grid. Ronald Fox started from second of the back of the grid and he almost won the rounds. Give me some more excuses. Give me some more excuses. Uh, yes, 2010 was the last USA World Champ, Cody King. Uh, which one of those, Ty? Give me some names. So, okay, we agree. If So let's put it this way. Let's put it if you go anywhere. If they change the layout... Change your layout at International Buggy Challenge. Do it like check change. Get put money. Put it on Easter holiday. Have uh, a purse. I mean, we're giving you all that you asked for. 
Why not go? Why not go? Let's see what Camden says. If you put it differently on the words, I think the race would have been different. Not saying that Davide would have won, but I think some of the top 25s in America would have been much better. Why can't they, why can't you guys just accept that there's fast guys in Europe? Right? Which, which person in that main and that final didn't deserve to be there? Or isn't a, isn't a top driver to be there? Johnny Skidmore? Johnny Skidmore was fast as fuck. I was shocked that he was there, but he's fast. He's a British national champion twice. He made the, he made the man at the e-buggy e Euros her against some of the best in the world. And it's a part-time racer. And he did not go to the warm-up. And don't give me that excuse that these guys go to the track all the time. No, they don't. No, they don't. I asked Robert that. I said, do you go to the track all the time? He said, no, it's too far away. Four hours, five hours away from him. Come on, guys. You guys got to come up with some bad. You guys come up with the same excuses over and over again. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh, yeah, maybe they should have turned, changed the layout a little bit. I still think the same people would have been fast. It's the same reason the best U.S. motocross riders don't go racing Europe. Not much to gain. It could be cool for us to watch, but you don't need to be considered the best. They don't win. They don't win. They don't go over there. They don't win. If you don't win, what's the issue? You can't win unless you go over there. Bryce Butterfield. All right, cool. Bryce Butterfield's pretty good. I don't know Palooza. Is the, are these one eight scale guys? So can Bryce Butterfield compete with like um Balastri and Nato and those guys? You know, it's pretty good. But no. Yeah, that's the warm-up for the for the Euros. They have warm-ups, just like in America. They don't just go to Redavon to run. They were just at the warm-up. It was a warm-up race. That's why they were there. Motocross the Nations. It's a team event, right? Who won it last year? I don't watch motocross like that. Who's won it the most? Find that out for me. Which country has won motocross the Nations the most? So you don't go because you know you won't win? Come on. That's, what are you, like, what's the point of competition? You only go where you can win? Come on, guys. Ooh, this was a hot topic. This was a hot topic. This was a hot topic. Actually, it's a little bit different. It was kind of powdery and loose. So the surface is different. But, yes, same layout. Same layout. Bet you we see a different winner this year. I don't know. I don't know, man. I agree with you, David. I think it's just a difference in style of tracks. America's mainly hairpins and doesn't focus on the road course. They carry more of corner speed, man. Corner speed makes you faster. It's been proven and proven and proven and over. The guys, that the European guys come over and they win in America. They do. They do. Do you think the Europeans don't come to America? Do you think they don't come to America because they don't think they're going to win? Because the tracks are different, the jumps are different, and all that type of stuff from what they have in Europe? No, they come over there to win. They come over there because it's a challenge, right? They like that challenge. They like the different track. You know? They like that. Why can't the American drivers like that too? 
I guarantee you, Dakota Fenn can win IBC. I don't see why he can't. I don't see why he cannot. But you got to, Charlie Mack, the original Bruggener, if Ifmar, you got to make Keenan if Ifmar, especially to see USA wrestle well, and that's how we see it. I love it. I love it. That's why I like DNC, right? Because it's the only other race besides the world where we get to see the Americans and the European, a uh, good contingent of the Europeans come over. We have people from all over the world, but yeah. I think, for example, as far as we can have Canas Boots Parente, why would we send one horse to first spend more money than we had? Because that's what racing is, right? Go over there and race. Wouldn't you like to go over to IBC and race? Camden, you already told me that. You would love to go over there and race on that track. So go. Go. If Max, you said to Max, hey, I want to go to IBC. I'm sure Max will figure out a way for you to go. I'm Brandon Rose. I don't, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about this. We just got to do it. This is why This is why we can't have a fucking series. Because we make too much excuses. This is exactly why. Let's commit. Let's commit to four races next year. One could be Philippine Masters. One could be IBC. And two in America. Let's commit. As an as a industry, let's commit to four races. Where we send the top guys. Philippine Masters. IBC. And I don't know, whatever two races you choose. And let's give race time one and let's give, let's give, I don't know, let's say Silver State because a lot of people go to Silver State, right? Because it's a guaranteed race. So let's say Silver State, uh, PMB or AMS, one of those two, probably PMB and um, IBC and Philippine Masters. There's four races, four fucking races, four races. You don't have to go to every single race, big race that wants to be there. Commit to four races, have a series. Send it. You, you don't have to send the entire S Works team. Send Canas. Send. Send. You send Canas. Who else from Europe? That's it. Send Canas. Send. Send Camden Lime or and B Rose. That's who you send. Send those three. Associated sends Davide, Rifkin. That's it. HB sends Ogden Fuller, maybe a little bump, or or Fuller and little bump. There we go. There we go. Send those two over there. Um, Mugen sends the Killicks or FCJ if he can go. Um, eh, Drake can go too, but I want I want somebody like Drake's. Don't get me wrong, Drake's fuel mileage master, but I want to see somebody go over the wild. Who else do we got? Um, TLR send send Tater and 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 Fend over there. Who am I missing her? Who am I missing? Give me some more names. Give me some more companies. Give me some more companies. Um, who else are we missing? You tell me who you'd like to see. Come on, guys. Don't give me that excuse. Don't give me that excuse. CFT, mm, I would send Tater. Tater's, Tater's really good in eight scale. WRC, who would they send? Um, Cavalry and probably uh, Valente or something like that. Or one of them European guys. Lutz, send Kyosho, uh, send Lutz and Yao Figueredo. There you go, for Kyosho. I'm not telling you to send the whole team. Send two. That's what RCGP wanted. But people didn't, you know, we just can't have it. We just can't have it. People don't want good things in RC. I said Lutz, Kyosho, Lutz and Yao Figueredo. There you go. Commit to sending those people to four, to four races next year. Fuck, do you know how awesome that would be? 
we would have four races that all count for points, right? And then we would we would be able to talk about that shit, right? We'd be we'd be invested in it. So let's say um, which would be the first race that I said probably would be, mm, I don't know. Um, let's say Silver State. No, it would be IBC, or maybe we do uh sick SIC. I don't know. I don't know. Who what's who we'll send? We'll send David Runnafolk and not Tebow because he's retiring. Send um send David Runnafolk and Pecco or Robert. Pecco is fast. Pecco is going to be a pro. He's going to be a champion. Just imagine, imagine if we could sit her and talk about this races like fucking Pope MX and Steve Mathis and all them guys do, and every other single every other single motorsport in the mother mm, world. Imagine what we could do. Don't say we can't. I'm tired of people telling me why we can't. Tell me why we can. That's all we do in RC. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Stop saying we can't. We can. If I kept, if I listened to everybody that told me I can't, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. What do you benefit from joining Raw? Hey, if you don't want to join Raw, don't join them. If you want to go to a Nationals, then you join Raw. If you want to go to a World, you join Raw. Why can't we have a federation? Why does, why does, um, why does every other, why does every other country in the world have a functioning federation, but we can't have one here in America? Simple. What's up? Shout out to Barnstormers. You guys got me heated. Heated. Heated tonight. Not heated, but I'm having a... Yeah, send Frankie. I fuck. I wish they would send... Fr- I wish they would send Frankie to, to um, Wicked Weekend. I wish they would send Frankie to Wicked Weekend coming up next month. I was like, why isn't Frankie at the Nationals? I understand his dad had to go to something, right? But, um, yeah. You talk to all these professional drivers. All these professional drivers, they will all agree with me said they didn't want a World Series. All of them will say that. Every single one. You go back to when RCGP was starting, they did a whole pre-thing where they talked to many different drivers. Jared Tebow, Sawaya, Battier, all these drivers. Even Ryan Mayfield will tell you they all won a World Series. Ryan Mayfield's been on tap saying that over and over. They won a World Series. They won a champion determined over a World Series. I are you they come to Silver State. You know what, Camden? The Europeans go to more races in America than Americans go to races in Europe. Even if it's just one. They still go to more races than than Americans go to Europeans. Mute argument. Mute argument. Moot argument. By the way, um, somebody said that Belgium has the most motocross the nation wins. So does it? So do we? Does, does America stop going to motocross the nations because Belgium's got fifteen wins or whatever it was? No, you go the best go where they go. Does okay? Here's another thing. World Cup football. America still tries to get into World Cup. 
They still try to make it. But there's teams that are way better. Way better. And they and they they're, they're this is what they eat, breathe, and live in poop football, soccer. But if there was an, an NFL championship now, Americans would, would do that no problem because nobody in the world outside the world plays that. Right? So I think having that we can't win attitude or we shouldn't go because we can't win or there's no value in it. There's nothing in, there's nothing in value until there's something that there's a value. There, you can't get – value doesn't just come from anywhere. You have to go put time and effort and send people over there. Over there. All I'm saying – all I'm saying is I'm not asking – Americans to go over there five times. I'm saying go to one race. I'm saying four races, four races a year, two of them in America. Why? Because America is the biggest market. Period. Europeans are arguing and say Europe's the biggest market, but I don't agree. America's the biggest market. Got the biggest races. So we send, like I said, send them to Philippine masses. So the Asian people, Asian side of RC gets some exposure. Send them to Europe to the IBC race or one of those type of races. So people get ex- the Europeans get exposure there and the Americans go to there. And then we do two races in America. If we really wanted to be fair, we'd send them down to South America to for a race down there. If we really wanted to be fair. So that's just my opinion, guys. Um, I know a lot of you guys, it's of course everything is hard, man. Everything is hard. Everything is hard. I started, you know what? I started out in this industry not getting paid. I had a job at the hospital, lined up, lined up, paying me $27 an hour with overtime, double time, guaranteed. You know what I done? I followed JQ. I'm an idiot. I could have had a house here. I could have had everything I needed her. But you know what I wouldn't have had? I wouldn't have had my family. I wouldn't have been around my family. I would have been unhappy and I would have never chased my dream. So everything is hard. Life is hard. Even when you get to the top, it's hard. Unless you do it. You just got to do it. You got to do it, man. We got to do it. We have to do it, man. Um. All right. So um, that was a heated. That was a heated. Uh, yeah, look at the, look at the, look at the Olympics. Everybody comes together. RC is not, look. RC doesn't belong to America, doesn't belong to Europe, it doesn't belong to any particular... RC is worldwide. It's just on a smaller, smaller, smaller scale. The people in Europe are just as passionate about RC as the people in America, the people in Australia, Asia, South America, they're all passionate. All passionate. I would love to see just... We love it, right? We love the worlds, we love DNC, and that's because of those reasons. Same reasons. Because the top, the best of the best come. DNC gets the best of the best. Okay, Davide doesn't go right now, but it's talking about going AMS. All right, so AMS is coming up, right? And when I was at IBC, all the Europeans I talked to, so it was Kanas, um, Kanas, Baruf, uh, I talked to Nikola. He says Barufalo will come and he will come. Ungaro wants to come. Robert wants to come. Ronafog wants to come. And when those four, those five come, more will come. Maybe not the first year, but five is enough. That's five of the best, right? That's five of the best. That's a start. That is a start. That is a start. Everything is planning, man. Everything is planning, but it has to happen. You, you know what? Maybe you don't go to that race that that does isn't really needed to go. You know? 
Maybe we sacrifice. Not every race can be a big race, right? Not every race can be a big race. So. I know everybody wants to have a big race. But I gave you the dates. I gave you the dates. I gave you um, I gave you the dates of the IBC race. I gave you what they're willing to change the track. I gave you the, the willing to put money up for it. And it's easy to get there. And it's a beautiful track. And it's a beautiful place to visit. And it's cheap. It's cheaper than America. Where in America can I get a dollar beer? Tell me. At a bar. A good beer. I'm just saying. I don't want to hear excuses. I'm tired of hearing excuses. I want to see action. I want to see. I want to, like I said, stop telling me. We can't, why we can't, and telling me why we can. Um, all right. Enough of that. That was a rant. I'm sorry. I love you guys. Thank you for sticking in there. I, I weren't letting that one. I weren't letting that one. Um, I weren't let. I'm dying on that horse because I want it to happen, right? I want it to happen. I've been to these places. It was cool. It was awesome. And I think that if you go as a top driver, they'll go again. Simple as that. All right. So my final topic of the day is and someone mentioned this earlier is at this moment is Dakota Fenn the best all around off-road racer in the world so I had this argument with JQ on the last episode of 240 and it took me about 10 minutes to get that he kind of admitted that he was right he said the best all around racer in the world um so I want to get you guys' opinion on that in the chat there. Do you think the USA won the most motocross in nations? No, Belgium has. Someone had the um, someone had the wins up in her earlier. I think it was fifteen. That would be cool. What if we had like a motocross the nations type of event for RC? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. So he's the fastest, not the best. I definitely don't agree with Salty, Bitter Charlie. Why can't people get paid to do their job? We're not going back to that. We might, we might, we might see the end of a pro driver altogether. And then what are we going to do? All right, so somebody please go get me the stats on the middle cross the nations because I swore somebody said that Belgium won the most. Uh, let me know who's won the most. All right, so this is a he's the fastest, not the best. I mean, he is the national champion. He just lapped the entire field. He has won. So what does Dakota Fun won this year? He won SIC. He won DNC. He won um, uh, he won PMB. He won PMB. I think. I don't know. I'm into so many races. He won the nationals. All right. So D70 says that the most motocross the nation's wins most is America.
country winners. I'm going to Google it too so I can check it out. America, then so be it. Great. What country? What country won? So America has won it five. Okay, sorry. I'm. I don't know. Somebody will look it up for me. Anyway, we're back to Dakota Fen. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure it's Belgium. Well, who says it's Belgium? Who said it was Belgium? Oh, well, USA wins that one. Let's see. I don't know. Are we are we talking about world championships? No, 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 no. Best all-around off-road racer. Not on-road and off-road and all that mix. We are talking about best off-road racer in the world. I don't put Bruno Coelho. I don't think Bruno Coelho can go DNC and win. I don't think Bruno Coelho will win at the at Hobby Action this world. Okay, I'm confused. I'm confused by what what what's the difference between FIM Motocross World Championships and all that stuff. I don't know. I was talking about Motocross the Nations. I have to, I don't follow Motocross like that. Sorry, bad example. But if America's won the most, great job. Um, all right, I think we're going to have to... <laughs> RC Racing now has no heart. That's what Charlie... That's what Bitter says. I beg to differ. We're going to... I can... Uh, uh, Bitter's is going to get triggered her at some point. All right, so... Uh, so, so we don't agree that Dakota fan. Who doesn't agree that Dakota fan is the best all around racer at this point? When I when I say all around, all around off road racer in ten scale and in eight scale, I think that Dakota fan can go anywhere and win at this moment. In eight scale, he can win on blown out tracks. He can blown out. He can win on smooth tracks. He can he can on, on in ten scale. He can win on clay tracks. He can win on carpet tracks. So I think that he is uh okay, so Tommy was saying world championships. No, no, that's different. I'm talking about middle cross nations. So you are right, D70. You are correct. I agree with you, Camden. I think um take no, let's not look at visions. What? What you mean not anymore? He can't. Did you guys not come on CTRC? <coughs> I think Fenn just demolished the entire. So Fenn literally lapped the entire field of some of the best in the world two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He has won SIC this year, DNC, PMB. He would have, he would have, could have, should have, but he didn't. Uh, Silver State. It wasn't like he was slow at Silver State. He ran out of fuel. And he didn't win at Visions, which is a three-race format. Okay. So who's better than Fenn right now? If Fenn isn't the best all-around racer, who's the best? Who's better than Fenn right now? 
Oh, okay. So now we're bringing up something. I was thinking this as I watch Visions, Cody. I was thinking this because I know I heard that. I heard that Barry might not be wrenching for him no more. I think Barry has been the biggest improvement in Fenn's program, in my opinion. And if he's not going to be wrenching for him no more, I think that Horizon's making a big mistake. Because it's proof is in the pudding. Since Barry has been turning wrenches for Dakota Fenn, he has been a better driver. So if he's not, we saw what happened with Fenn when he didn't have Barry. He didn't finish races. So, but at the moment, in eight scale right now, I think it's the best. Um, I uh, I want to apologize to all my American friends when I said that motocross the nations that they didn't win enough. I was going by what was in the chat. They got it confused with motocross world championships. So I don't know what the fuck the difference is. I'm sorry. I'm not a motocross guy. All right. Fenn, David Henry. Fenn is the best right now. Tasman Mayfield were prior dominant parties. Both still got their form and put up either wins or top challenges. So here's my thing about Fenn. He's younger than all those guys. He has one thing that those guys cannot get back, and that's youth. Yes, Fenn seems like he's older because he's been doing this since he was eight. Seven. Um, but, I mean, right now he's just on such good form, right? I think he I, I think he can do I think he can win the worlds at hobby action? Yes. Do I think he's gonna go win the E Nats? Yes. Um if did I think Fan could win the worlds last year? He had the pace. He had the pace out of all, all the top American drivers there. He I think maybe if he didn't flame out, he could have won. He could have, you know, he could have come close. But I think it also differs, right? Uh, let me think of Davide. Davide has to, I think Rivkin, I, 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 would, not, I would not argue with that. I, I think Rivkin for a while is a hobby action too. Very hard to go against Rivkin. Um, yeah, but Ryan's top 25 in the current 25 list. Yes, but that list goes back two years, right? Um, very hard to beat a Dakota fan when a Dakota fan shows up. We saw that at the Nationals. He was completely dominant. He would have won that Truggy race, but he, he dominated in Buggy. And I don't know. But you put, so would you put, I don't know, man. It's a hard question. I would take the V-Day from Worlds last year versus Dakota fan. I don't know, man. We're, maybe I think that, um, I think that the V-Day would have been good at the Nationals track. With that jump timing, he could have whipped his car a lot, you know. Like, I think it would have been good there. But I think right now, man, I think you put Fend on anywhere at any track, and I think he's 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 probably going to win, man. Hard to go against him. I, um... I just, it's very hard. It's very, he's very in tune with his program, right? And then he looks like he never gets frustrated. He might do him privately. He might privately get frustrated. But I, I see him at the track, and he seems to always have his composure, right? I didn't see him get frustrated once. That was last year at, after DNC, and he was like, when I went up to interview, he said, did you see all this effing? That, that mid-pack was insane. I was like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. 
don't know. Let you guys think. But we're going to take some questions now. I'm enjoying this. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, I've had a lot of fun this today. I should have been uh, playing my sponsors on her. But this is after. This is like off the record. So, um, yeah. Keenan, do you think we'll we, do you think we're going to see more pro drivers retire? I think we're going to see some forced retirement where they are not competitive anymore and they have no choice but to retire. Unless they um have made something in the industry for them to make some extra money to continue on, which sucks because you know we've seen so many we've seen world like Steve Hartson, world champion 2013. Man from world champion 2013 to non-existent two years later. When you get a world championship, it's like you got a bullseye on your back forever for the next two years. Sorry. And if you can't handle that pressure, it will eat you alive. I think every track, every little race you go to your world champion, every racer is trying to take you down on one of you know, some local guys like, man, I was only half a lap or only two seconds or a second and a half off his lap time, whatever. It is, uh, it's, it's a very, I think you guys don't understand. So let me tell you something about art, being a paid RC pro driver. It's, it's almost like, I wouldn't say it where I'm up. It's like this. So this podcast depends on sponsors and, and advertising, right? For this podcast to exist, I have to get revenue in. Because this is my full-time job, right? Doing this, going to do commentary, it's a full-time job. So let's say that uh, performance-wise, the podcast isn't doing well or anything like that. So come the end of this year, uh, this company decides to leave, this company decides to leave, and I don't get replacements for that. The podcast will cease to exist. This podcast will kind of take a hit, right? I can't afford the studio. I can't afford to put the time in like I did to, all that type of stuff. So, you know, it's probably going to eventually go away if that happens, right? Because when it's your full-time job, you have to make money. I think what we get confused is that these RC car drivers are not doing a job. They're doing a job of something that we like and that we do on our, as a hobby or as a pastime on the weekends. That's their job. So when they get to, and it's all performance-based, right? It's a completely performance-based job. You get contingency money. Like visions that everyone's like, well, they're racing for money. They're racing for money every race. Every race is a race for money. Don't get it twisted. Every big race out there is contingency money attached to it. There's a difference between first and 10th, and it's not just positions. It's money. Every single sponsor that you see that they have, every single decal that they have on their car, they're getting some form of payment. It might be 50 bucks. It might be 250. It might be $2,500. And then each, and depending on where they land at the end of the day, at the end of the race, and Nitro Buggy is the highest paying one of them all in most contracts, is a depend. Like, so you can be first and go home with $2,500 for that weekend or $3,000 for that weekend, just throwing out numbers. Or you can finish 10th and you go home with $300. Not saying that, and not all these guys are getting salaries. Not all these guys are getting big, giant salaries like a lot of people think. It's not that. There's, it's, you think these guys are all getting like $150,000 a year? I would be, I think not even, I don't even think there's three or four people doing that in RC. They ain't making millions. 
They are not making millions. I heard people saying like, oh, Mayfield makes $2 million a year. Bullshit. That is absolute and utter bullshit. We do not sell enough racing products to make $2 million a year. You guys think that Mugen, you think that, um, you think that Mugen is selling a quarter of a million units a quarter? You think they're selling 250,000 cars a quarter? No way. You think, uh, when I say cars, race cars, you think Associated is selling 250,000 Associated race cars, eight-scale race cars a quarter? No way. I'll tell you who's selling 250,000 or more uh, cars a quarter. They are Horizon and Traxxas. And I, yeah, now Mayfield is not being paid 300K a year. I have a I have an idea of what he makes a month, and it's not two hundred. It's not three hundred k a year. It's not. If he's making one hundred and fifty, if he's making more than that, that's it, and that's probably with contingency money. These guys, there's some, there's some, there are some pro RC drivers out there that are getting fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's what they make. That is their salary, fifteen hundred dollars a month. You tell me who's going to survive with well, $1,500 a month. Now they might get contingency pay. They might get a little bit of, you may get $100 from this, this company, $150 from this company, stuff like that. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would say that probably one of the highest paid drivers right now is making $5,000 a month from his chassis company. I'm not going to say who, but that's how much he's making. Exactly. Exactly. Cody manufacturers only produce between two and 5,000 kits at a time. So there's no way make, they make that much. We are, we are under this illusion in RC that these, these companies are selling these high because you, we, we think of RC racing is so big, right? But to us, it's big. I like to say this and my buddy Lucas made the best example of this. He said that, um, he said that bashing is the hobby side of RC and that racing is the sportsman side of RC. I like to say that in racing, we have the superstars of RC. We have the athletes. We have the, uh, the Mayfields, the Tessmans, the Rifkins, the Fens, the Runafox, Knast, all these guys, the Gongaras. Those are the superstars. Those are the LeBron James. Those are the Cristino Ronaldo, um, Tom Brady's. I don't, you know what I'm, you get what I'm saying. Those are our athletes. Those those are our those are our superstars of RC, right? In our little niche, man. Them, but the real guys that are making the big money in RC are these basher guys. You look at um, you look at uh, and and they're not even like I love MSM. I love Mark Santa Maria, but he he's he's doing a great job. But when you look at guys like um RC Sparks and um Talbot. Kevin Talbot? Kevin Talbot has a, has a, has a freaking Lamborghini and a monster truck. That guy gets more exposure for RC cars than every little bit of RC racing in the world combined. He doesn't need RC racing. We, would, we need to get him. He does race a little bit, right? He needs to race... Um, I wish he would race more. I wish he would go to some big race and bring. I I would love that guy to bring exposure to what we do. 
that's the other thing. I keep telling you guys, nobody knows what we do. RC racing is so obscure, it cannot get on Netflix's most obscure sports. Isn't that something? A fucking piece of cheese rolling on a wheel is more pop. A wheel of cheese rolling on a hill is more popular than all of RC combined. And that only happens once a year. Yeah, but Talbot, make, Talbot makes a lot of money off YouTube. And so does Sparks. Sparks makes a, made a shit ton of money off YouTube. YouTube. There are a few high contingent races, but only a few. That if top drivers don't podium at these races, DNC, la 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 la. Yeah, but there's a lot of contingency races out there, but those are like the, the top ones. I, I get what you're saying. So we're not selling thousands, like hundreds of thousands of units every quarter in RC racing. We're, we're, we're so, we are, we are a net. We are a flea on the back of a dog that is RC. That's it. That's what we are. I know we like to feel that we are bigger, but we are not. I wish we could be bigger. I wish we could. But I think um, to get bigger, we need to get more RC out there, right? More RC, more RC racing out there in the algorithms. We think we're doing a lot of, we think we're doing a good job. We're not, we ain't got enough RC out there. We don't. I walk through the airport. I've traveled every time I travel. And I travel quite a lot last year. Uh, and I travel, I've traveled now for my five races this year so far. It I never fails. I might be getting something to eat. I might be sitting at the bar having a drink. I might be just waiting in line because we missed our flight. And I have my podcast shirt on and all that stuff. Uh, we have my podcast shirt on and they'll be like, hey, you have a podcast. Because, you know, people see podcasts, right? So they see that and they go, oh, you have a podcast. And I say, yeah, that's not, they don't, people don't see RC. They see a podcast and they say, oh, you have a podcast. So, um, <clears throat> So they are, that starts conversation, right? And then even when I go through immigration, customs, all that stuff, like guys says, oh, you know, and I have to bring them up on my phone and always show them. So I start talking to people and they're like, oh, so what do you do? I say, yeah, I have a podcast for the RC industry, RC racing industry. I always say RC racing industry because it is different from the RC industry, right? RC industry incorporates everything. It calls boats, air, airplanes, surface, water, all that shit. We are in the RC racing community. We are in the RC racing, uh, RC racing universe. And we are in a niche of a niche of a niche. So it starts with a conversation. And then you can see you're telling people what you do, but they don't understand it. So next thing I do, bring up my phone. I usually go to like an RCGP thing or any type of race that I'm into. Uh, anything that like is, it looks pretty exciting. And I show, and people are like, oh, wow, these things jump. They could do this. They could do that. That leads to another 45 minutes of just talking. You know me. I love to talk and all that type of stuff. So that, and that's when I know that people don't know what we do. They might say, oh, man, I had a T-Max when I was young. Or I did this. Or that. I really run into people that say I used to race. I don't think I have yet. Or, oh, I used to go to a race when I, I used to race when I was young. Or my neighbor used to race and I used to go with him. I don't run into people like that. And I, tr I talk to a lot of people and I, I wear my RC stuff all the time. You know? So yeah, man, it's uh, it, we, we just do not have enough people out there doing this. Uh, Louisa, Tybia, we discussed where the worlds would be. 
We do not have an answer. I believe that it's supposed to be in Brazil next year. Um, so, and, and then, so, okay. So now, we're, wow, I was only planning on going like two and a half, two hours, but we still got 88 people in here. So I think we're having fun, right? Um, we don't have a, a product for, te- for television. We don't. We do not. I don't think that having RC on television is going to. What are we going to do? Show them four days of qualifying? Nobody wants to see that. We're going to show guys in T-shirts and straw hats and some shorts. No uniforms, no nothing like that. The closest thing we had to a product was the 5150 movies and RCGP. We, you go to an RC race. Who is a professional driver there? Everybody's a pro. Everybody is a pro, right? You go, you see all these guys. They got their names on the back of their... Actually, we're kind of seeing that die. No, we still see it. Guys have names on the back of their jer- of their shirts. They got... Four, five, six monsters in there. Who is a pro? Who is a pro in RC? If you went to an RC race right now, would you know who a pro is? If you didn't know, no, you wouldn't. Ah, oh, no, take T seventy. Ah, no, that's all. I love my e buggy people. I'm just being realistic about it. But you went to the nationals. You you enjoyed the nationals. That's where I met you. Um. Also. We we don't encourage these guys to be fun, right? The, the the RC industry has suffered from a lack of vanilla PC. Everybody is good. Every product is great. Nobody can say anything bad media for about 15 years now or long. What's up, John Bart? John Blaze? Uh, we don't have a product. We don't have we don't have characters. We don't have um, charisma. We don't have um, nothing. We have guys that all they say is, "Oh, my stuff's dialed. My car was dialed, and I did this." We, we're starting to, we're starting to. Why do you think I put nicknames to all these guys? Because it 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 gives some something to them, right? It gives them some sort of. Some sort like okay, yeah, we just call them by their last name, but I don't know, like we call them we call them something, right? It gives them something to like I like Co Ogden. He embraced his character. The crazy redneck American guy, you know, likes to drink beer, like he's like the James Hunt of of RC. You know, he drinks beer, he parties, you know, all that type of stuff. And he gets up, I mean, you know. He does it. Like, he's a car. He says what he wants. I like Aiden Horn. Aiden Horn gives some of the best interviews in RC because it's fun. He has fun with it, right? We need to encourage this. We're starting to see these drivers now do more. RC needs a PR team. If I was a, if I was a team manager, I would have a public relations guy. Like, yeah, we do this. Like, look, we need, let's do some wrestling promos. RC Racing needs to take a book out of pro wrestling. Take a page out of pro wrestling. Have these guys out here doing promos. Why are they going to win? I want that guy who's going to come up and say, 
I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass and talk shit. We need Conor McGregor's. We need these type of guys in RC talking shit. Make it exciting. Right? I would say Formula One needs that too to make it more exciting. All right. We don't have to go wrestling, but you know what I mean? A nickname at least brings some sort of color to this person. Some sort of character, like the Viking. The Viking. Everybody's like, well, Sweden wasn't really Vikings. I don't care. Do you think the average person cares that Sweden wasn't really Vikings and they really came from Norway and Denmark? Ah, man, they were all in Viking times. Okay, Finnish people were in Vikings. You know? We need that. We need, we need it. Like, look how much we geeked out on Testament and Mayfield Asher. We, we literally peed our pants because of that. I know I did. I got so excited. I actually screenshot that stuff so fast because I was worried they're going to erase it and put it underneath the carpet because that was the best thing I'm seeing in RC in quite some long time, quite a long time. And that is, no, don't get me wrong. I am not her condoning violence at all. But that is like the a little push. That, that was it. That was the limit of violence. I don't want to see people getting knocked out. I don't want to see people getting punched out and all that type of stuff. I mean, we might see an all-out fight, but if they're both fighting, then that's a whole different thing. But I ain't encouraging that. But we need some passion, right? We need to allow these guys to be passionate. They are racing for money. They are At the end of the day, these guys are racing for money. Their, their food on their table depends on this race. Why can't they express themselves? Why can't we encourage that? Why does everything have to be PC? Why does everything have to be dialed? Then people would say, well, what about what about uh, kids and all that type of stuff? Look, if you think that your, ch- your children are going to... Look, my child, if he... Look, here's a perfect example. I said this last year, and I'll say it again. We can look at the Ty Tasman and Mayfield incident two ways. We can look at it as there's a you know, a guy who got really pissed off and put his hands on this guy. And we can also look at it as a guy who de-escalated the whole problem by not putting his hands on him afterwards, by dealing with it probably the right way he should have dealt with it. Kids are not, nowadays, consume more violence and profanity and everything else on video games than they do than anything else. So some guy on RC who lets a fuck, slip, or shit, or ass, or whatever, when he curses, he maybe gets on a guy's face and talks some shit. That is the minimum amount of violence and stuff that most children see nowadays. We live in a world where t- with YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff, and video games where these kids see way worse things than what you see happening at an RC track. No, I'm not saying that we should be out there cursing and making off and getting drunk and stupid at tracks. We should be setting examples in that sense. But if somebody gets in somebody's face because of a racing incident, that's how it goes. And I don't think, I think these pro guys are just Yeah, I agree too. I'm just reading this this comment right here. Let me bring this up. This is what I'm trying to say. Somebody will freak out over an RC of a JQ and a, and a sticker thing, right? And say, that's the worst thing in RC. All he did was put stickers on something. But somebody slashed a tent and nobody said anything last this year. What's worse? 
putting stickers on something or slashing a tent. That's bullshit. Bullshit. I'm confused. You're saying we need drama, but you tell JQ off a heap saying he should be in at the hilltop. Yes, because that was off the track drama. I'm not encouraging people to go out and get drunk and get stupid and fight after the race. That's dumb. I'm saying if it happened like during a race, that's completely two different things. That's off the track. That there wasn't even nothing to do that if it happened at the track. That's something that happened completely in a whole incident after. Come on. You're comparing apples and oranges there. Come on, guys. Come on. Come at me with better, better arguments. Come at me with better arguments today. <laughs> First, Avanella, you want some characters talk to go that? Hey, but I'm seeing some heated, heated stuff and, and things. But yeah, to your thing, Adam, man, that's a completely different thing, right? JQ should have been him. He shouldn't have been out and fucking uh, getting in trouble outside of that. That had nothing to do with anything that happened on the track. That had everything to do with guys being drunk and stupid out partying. I agree. That's what we're going to do at Wicked Weekend. We got some good stuff planned. I want people to get the ambience and stuff. I I uh I like that uh at Visions they got down like right into the pit area and saw that stuff. We did it at RCGP, I thought it was good too. Um but yeah. I uh you, you know what really this is I like this happened in 2018 and people still talk about like this is their worst thing ever. And man, we put stickers and stuff. Okay. He shouldn't have put stickers on the champagne bottles again. He did that twice. He was an idiot for doing that. But people will freak out more about this than anything else. That that's excitement for us. Ooh, we put stickers and stuff. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying that we should go out there and hit each other and all that stuff. But yeah, these 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 top guys, they are racing for money. And we need to allow them to show their emotions. We need to allow them to be characters. They need to embrace their characters. They need to embrace their emotions. They need to allow them to be. Why do you think JQ is popular? He says what he wants to say and doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And that pisses people off. <laughs> this is funny. What if drivers teams, if they have beef, are forced to settle in a pro slap fight arena? Imagine, man, you seen some of them people slap each other? I seen you guys get knocked out by slaps. That's that's some rough stuff right there. Um, yeah, man. I think so. Besides that, besides all the car like that, we still don't have a product, right? So one of the biggest things at RCGP, and I come back to RCGP, uh, because people probably don't know what happened in there. So RCGP had a media day, right? And I know we don't have that in um in RC much, but a media day is very popular in other forms of sport forms of motorsports and so basically it's a time when the dreams come and they have to do all the media stuff they do interviews pictures all that type of stuff so the first year of rcgp all these teams that paid money to be a part of rcgp would not send their drivers to media day then they would complain that they're not getting the media that they wanted because this team got more media because they sent their team their drivers to get the media right so what they did in the second year was make it mandatory to come to the media day by making it practice, a practice day. So if you didn't come to the media day, and you would miss out on practice, why would you pay all this money to be a part of? It was like not money, but why would you pay? What was five thousand dollars? I think. 
Why would you pay $5,000 to be a part of it? And the whole point of it was to get media, you know, be a, have a media presence, but not send them there for the most important part of the day. And then, so I'll give you another example. Max S. I got to meet him at the uh, RCGP run in Italy. He is uh, in the Red Bull, like he drives, like I guess there's German um, super touring cars or whatever. So he's like in the in the Red Bull, I don't know, like they have a Red Bull league or whatever. Like they basically groom you from young. He's, he's on his way to be a professional rate, full race car driver. You put a camera in this guy's face, he immediately smiled. He was on point. And I asked him off camera, I said, hey, so do you train to do this like interview? He goes, yep, that's all a part of it. That is all a part of it. That's what we need. Look, these guys, we need to have them stop being shy and all that stuff. But let's come back to what we have. We, also, the racing is not catered to spectators. Or the announcing is not catered to spectators as well. That's why I liked uh, Ken Stout and the Mike Garrison combination. They're really good, right? Ken Stout isn't, isn't really a big RC fan, but he gets his racing fans. So he gets it, right? So he's talking about RC on a level that most of the average person can talk about. Also, if you look at the Manufacturers Cup that they had back in 2008, which is the most successful, the uttermost most successful spectator event I have ever seen in RC, and it has not been replicated this day because the crowd was full of people that did not know anything about RC. It was full of people that these guys treated this event like a big event. If you want to know more about Manifest Cup, you could go look at my interview. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a video interview, but it's an audio only. Ryan McCrary of Top 25 Rankings because he was there and he was a part of it. So the Manufacturers Cup, they went out, on the ra- they went out to radio stations. They um, offered tickets. They had tickets. They, they, people won tickets. They acted like they were charging people. They never charged anybody. They made a track. They had a big jump right by the crowds. They had an MC out there hyping up the crowd. Not up, not, not some race director saying, and that's a 36 one for this person. His one tenth off the leader. You know, you don't even know who's out there um, qualifying because they're all on the own clock, right? So you don't know all that stuff. You know, there's a, there, they had an actual personality that brought some life to this event and catered that event to the spectators, not us RC nerds, right? That's what we need. They were shooting bloody, they had one of them um, I think they had one of them things that shoot t-shirts out. They were shooting t-shirts out in the crowd. That's hyping something up. That's treating RC. When I say treat it big and people will take it big, they treated it big. That's what we need, man. That's what we need. I'm telling you. We cannot treat RC to us. We cannot cater it to us. We need to cater it to spectators. We want spectators there. We need to have a spectator-friendly, um, a spectator-friendly and exciting event for them. That's probably what Visions needs to get people there. Right? Visions needs that hype man, you know? They need it. I think if you're going to have an event like that, if you're going to, not just Visions, if we're going to have a spectator event and we want spectators there, we need to have a hype man, right? Need to get more people involved and more people just built up, right? I, I know this sounds crazy. You guys think I'm crazy. I say this all the time. Why don't we take the pro drivers, sit them, sit them on tables, get them, they could dress them up in their uniforms. I want matching pants, matching shirt, got to wear a hat, Right? Maybe you don't have the same. Um, you they did it for not they did it without money, they didn't do it for about money. 
They did it because they loved it. They gave away motocross bikes and ATVs to people. Losi gave away a full sponsorship to the so the person who won like the open class got a full year sponsorship from Losi. Did Visions make money? Nope. Did not. When have I said that I think, when, can I ask what makes you think RC needs to be that big or needs that publicity? I didn't say it has to be big. I said we can do that to help get more people into it. Why can't I, why can't I, why, why we just have to, so here's the big fur. So here's the big fur. I know what the next thing is going to be. Well, if we, if we do that, then we won't be able to hang out with the pro drivers. And like, yeah, that don't change. That don't change. We can still do that. I'm hearing all these arguments. I'm hearing them over and over. Come with new ones. Why don't you want, why, why, why don't guys want RC big? You know why? I know why too. They don't want to lose their deals. The more people they get into RC racing, the less the deals become relevant. That person's RC bubble bursts. Because when you go to an RC track nowadays, people are bragging about the deals that they have more than they are bragging about winning on a racetrack. Off the record. This is all about off the record, guys. This is the truth. If more people get into RC, these people who have made RC bubbles for themselves, there's, you know what? We all have one of the guys who's the pro guy. I've been with, I've been with Kyosho for 10 years on 75%. That doesn't become relevant anymore. Hey, man, I'm not telling you to go to... See, this is the thing. Everybody thinks... I'm not telling... I'm not saying that these events have to be big. I'm saying that these events have to be... We take the pro guys and use them. Visions race was no interest. There was really anybody there. Does it matter? We still enjoyed the pro race, the invite races, right? I'm not talking about us as racers. I'm talking about people coming and watching this shit. I'm talking about presenting our hobby, our sport to people that don't even know what we're doing. People come and watch up. People come to RC race, they're bored in five minutes. Five minutes because the RDs, they're talking about fucking lap times. Because it's catering just to the RC guys. I don't care. I agree. That's on the record. People love discounts more than wins at most times. They do. Look, man, there is room for everything in RC. If we we need to, look, we want to grow RC, right? We want to grow RC. We want to get more people. The more people racing, not just, not just RC, because there's plenty of people doing RC bashing, right? We want more people racing. If we treat RC big, we use professional drivers in a professional way, not just coming to a race and looking like everybody else, Sit them guys down, put them, put posters there, bring spectators in, have a factory road, just like you go to motocross. We don't, it doesn't matter what we think. We're already in the RC nerds. We're there. We're there. We're there. We're already there. We want to get more people there. And not all these people have to, not all these people have to go to these big races. They go to the club races. They, 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 they go to the hobby shops. They go to the, um, the local tracks. More local tracks come up. More places to race, 
more people racing, prices don't go crazy, less people on deals, companies actually start making money. But if we don't change the way we promote RC, talk to RC people, we will never get people to sit there for more than five minutes. It's not, I'm not trying to have a race with a thousand people there. I don't, I don't, that's not my goal. I'm trying to have a hundred people at 10 tracks in that state each. That's what I want. If that makes sense. I don't care. I don't want more people at the big races. I want more people at local club tracks. I want more people doing club racing. I want more people going into hobby shops and buying racing stuff. I want tracks opening up that can sell RC stuff, racing stuff as well. I want people that uh, love what we do. We don't need more people at big races. We need more people at club races. That's what we need. But we as the individual RC racer, we're too worried about two things. We're too worried about that. We won't get to rub shoulders with these, with these pro guys anymore and be buddy-buddy with them. And we won't have our big deals anymore. That's what we're worried about. And that's the truth. In my time that I've talked to people and been around, I do a lot. Man, I, I lose sleep at night thinking of, I go, I, I barely go to sleep at night some nights thinking about the, the psyche of an RC racer. So I think that um, we're being very selfish, right? That's the thing. If you got more racers in RC, deal, your deals going to be less. And that's going to make But it, before we had deals, we didn't have any deals, right? <laughs> we all, everybody wants to make sponsorship more prestigious till it's time to give up your sponsorship. So, yeah, man. Let's see. Let's see some of the comments here. Keenan, things you're talking about in this, in this, I wouldn't even require an entire overhaul of the current formats, finances of every RC event that exists. It's like saying all manufacturers. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, 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 no. So I'm not saying every race has to be like that, Charlie Mack. I'm not saying every race has to be like that. We can have one. Just one. One. I'm not saying every race has to be like that. There's just one. There's one manufacturer's cup. There's one. True, big events get less track time, but there's no point of a big event. What? That's not the point of a big event. The point is of club racing. The point of the big event is see how you measure up across everybody and hang up. I would agree with that. But if you really want to see where you measure up, don't have any classes. Club racing is what's keeping the local hobby alive here in Florida. I respect all races, but the races that come out and club race and support the local hobby shop is what RC needs more than... I agree. I agree. I love big races too. I love big races. I'm not saying those have to get bigger. I'm not saying those have to change. I'm just saying we need to we need to grow RC, right? And we need to look at every single way that we can do it. By the way, I'm drinking water. So people know. Nothing else. I'm just been wanting to do this type of live for quite some time. I just know how to do it. The pro guys need to come support the club scene. That will get so many people at the track. You know what, man? Let me tell you something. 
Most of these pro guys are racing three weekends a month. Three weekends a month. Throughout the week, they're prepping their cars. They got to have fun with their families, and they got to do all that type of stuff. And that one weekend they might have them off a month, they got to do something with their families. It'd be nice if they came to some club races, but they don't have time. They just don't have time. Because there's every race out there is a big race, and they got to go to it. No, that's how it was. Maybe back in the day, when there were very few races, they could do it. But you don't need those guys to come there and support that. You just need a good support. You need more people. That's all you need. We put the we put the chicken before the egg, I guess, whatever. We, we want more tracks, but not more people. And I don't believe that more tracks equal more people. We need more people, then we need to get more tracks. When there's a need to have more tracks, it's because we have more people. It's crazy how many people are on deals in the Chris Harris. It's crazy how many people are on deals in the sport. I feel like the injury uses this discounts to keep customers over making a better product. I mean, they don't think... They're selling so many little, they're selling such little, they're not selling what people are. You, look, Chris, Cody Thompson gets that part of it. He said that these companies are making two to 5,000 units per year. Right? These companies aren't making any real, I don't know how these companies are making money. I don't. I do not know how they're making money. Because everybody, look, somebody that's on a deal is abnormal here in RC. It's abnormal Then you ain't got a deal. Deal is normal here. And deal is the dick measuring contest in the pits. I got 55%. I got 65 I got 75 of MSRP. Keena, what do you mean exactly when you say grow? Sorry, is it more amateurs bigger and more serious pro scene? I say all of it. I don't think we need a bigger pro scene per se, but I think we need to use the pro scene <coughs> to promote RC in a professional way. And I think we promote our and we can, but also I think we need to grow RC as in uh, as total. I want to see more people at club races. I want to see more people in hobby shops. So when we grow RC, more people will do it. I want to be able to say, hey. Um, that's, uh, I don't know that, but that comes on. That's, that's, that's not just a one pronged attack. That's, that's like, off, off. you gotta attack that from all different angles. That means the local tracks gotta be more conscious to new people. If a person shows up there for armor Creighton or typhoon or slash and all this, have a novice class, right? That, that guy running each truck gave has got on. I watch the armor Creighton. At uh, the North Georgia shootout, be just as competitive as the other truck is. And he probably would have been competitive if he had a bruggy body. Hey, Charlie Mack? No, it doesn't take. It doesn't take from nothing. If we look, do so, let me ask you something. What other sport or hobby uses the that has professionals doesn't use them to promote what they do? No other sport. There are pro gamers. Their job is to promote gaming. There are pro bowlers. Their job is to promote bowling. There are pro baseball, football, soccer, basketball players. They promote basketball and many other things. We don't. We have professional drivers that can barely string some sentences together when you talk to them. Phoenix <laughs> says, "I tried to post my comment was too long." Yeah, but that doesn't change. That see, this is this is the big fur. 
This is uh, this is one of the big furs, but no other sport do you compete with the pros as well. That doesn't change. That doesn't change. What is what is the difference between having a pro class where you get paid to? Come on, this this doesn't make sense. You that doesn't change. You don't race against these guys anyway. They're in different mains from you. You're racing against the same guys that's just as fast as you. That does not change. That does not change at all. That still is there. I don't. I don't get that argument. That does not change. <clears throat> you guys are making me hit my asthma pump again. It's not like I don't. It's not like I don't think we're ever going to see RC get to that point where, uh, it's like other sports, right? Where <clears throat> you see, like. What's, I keep going back to motocross. In motocross, you see privateers racing against them and all that stuff, but people go to spectate. That's a different sport. That's a whole different thing. It does not change. It does not change, man. It does not change. That's still going to be a part of RC. That's one of the good things about RC, but there's still professional drivers that get paid, but we're not using them in a professional manner. Division race. Had an invite class. You had to get invited to go there. You had, to, you had to bump up. You had to qualify there for winning one of the qualifiers. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying this is a fucking pro class? You ain't getting paid. You don't belong in it. Ah, so, Jared, where you been, by the way? You've been going for a long time. I haven't seen you for a minute. How you doing, good buddy? Um, No, man, that, that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop. We just use them in a more professional way. It's just, it's just like, use them. Use them. We should see, uh, I don't know. Like, we just have to treat it big, man. <clears throat> All right, let's go to some of the comments here. Isaac, are you still racing, Jared? I was talking about you the other day. I think uh, P-Word was on the, on the commentary. <clears throat> Using, getting hoarser. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Life's happening, man. I know all about that. I've got a little bit of life happening to me at this moment. If Red Bull or Monster pick us up, it could happen. Why would Red Bull or Monster pick up RC Racing? Why? Why? Please tell me why Red Bull or Monster would pick up RC Racing. And I need to put my glasses on because Tony sent me this through uh, WhatsApp. When you guys, when you guys can tell me why Monster or Red Bull should pick up RC Racing, just tell me in the comments. No, 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 don't give me that anything. Tell me why they should pick it up. Well, they would make bank at PNB. Why? There's 400 people at PNB. There's 450 people at PNB. They make bank at uh, Red Bud where there's thousands of people. They make bank at uh, NASCAR. Well, I guess NASCAR is a bad example. They make bank at F1, where there's hundreds of thousands of people, like 150,000 people. That was when Monster was still small. Give me, Tell me why Monster and Red Bull should sponsor RC. 450 people would buy would be a fucking flea on the balls of monster on the, on the nutsack of monster. That is nothing 
450 people buying Red Bull and Monster the entire weekend at a RC race is a is a flea on the balls of them. That's what it is. That's what it is compared to the rest of the world. Not it's not 1000 people. It's not 1000 people everybody. You guys keep getting that fact confused. It is not 1000 people. It is 1000 entries. So this is a comment right here. I'm going to read it because he couldn't say it. Uh, he couldn't type it out on her. It's going to be hard. This is from Clinic RC. It's going to be hard to grow. So there's too many comp- competitions for RC. Take gaming, for example. It's easy and cheap. I agree. Come home and from school or work and you turn it on, turn it off when you want. Come back tomorrow. There's no effort. RC takes effort, but a step, a step up, but a step up, build it, learn it about it. Load it all up and go back to track. If the guy sucks for too long, he's not going to dump $100 a weekend for entries, tires, and consumables and keep coming back. It takes hands-on nerds to grow RC, and there's not many left. That's actually a very good statement, right? RC is not easy. We think it's easy. We think it's easy. How many people have you met that do RC? Oh, I drive, I drive up and down the road. Or I drive in the baseball field or out in the field, but put them on a track. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. What's up, Tiny? How you doing, man? I ain't, seen, I ain't got you on Are you on Facebook, Tiny? I ain't seen you for a minute. I almost feel like the national governing bodies have a responsibility to promote the elite level pro class and use it as meat. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. We use that. That is one of the things I want to see happen. That is what I want to see happen. <clears throat> What's up, Rob Kuzla? Thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying the live show, too. It's been great interacting with you guys. It's almost like I'm, you know. Yeah, we all sucked when we started, but some people. So here's the thing in RC, right, that we see now, right? So somebody gets into RC. They're all excited about it. And, uh, you know, they're hyped up about RC, right? They get into it. Uh, yeah, I would agree, David. I would agree. We That the Raw is working towards that. Also, there's something else that we need to promote, too. And I know you guys are going to think I'm stupid. Or you've been talking about pro guys. But we also need to promote the father, son, father, daughter, mother, the, the family aspect of RC. Yes, I'm talking about drama and all this type of stuff at RC Racing. But... We need to also promote that. And I and what did we see today? I posted it on the NNRC where we need RC in schools. That is another big step. We need to see RC. We why can't there there needs to be RC clubs in schools? There needs to be some sort of some sort of program where we get RC into schools. It's a great tool to teach people. My buddy in Bermuda, he is a teacher, gym teacher, and and he opened up an RC club and it was great. But we can't get support for that, right? You need to get support for that. Because these RC racers, these young guys, they need help, right? We need people to help them out. We as RC racers need to, we all need to be ambassadors. When you see somebody coming to that track and they're struggling, go help them. Don't go over there and tell them that they need a $5,000 car. Go over there and say, hey, man, let's get your car working. Let's do this. Let's have this. Let's do that. If you if you like this, you might want to get something. You might want to get something a little better. And you don't have to get a brand new one. You can get a used one, right? If you want to get a used one, let me know. 
don't try to sell them on getting your sponsors, sponsor stuff because you need to sell some sponsor stuff. That is, that is killing RC. That is killing the beginner. Oh, he gets into it. Oh man, you need, you need a $600 OS speed and you need a, you need to buy this kit. You need to get every single thing for this and you need to do that and blah, blah, blah. You need 3000 sets of tires to be competitive. Nah, nah, that's going to scare somebody away too fast. Hey man, you know, you should uh, get a car that you should get a car that every people might have at your track. Um, you, so if you break apart, you can you can buy a part from them, or they can help you out. You know, stuff like that. That's what we need to do. We need to stop. We need to stop dick measuring our our RC. We need to stop RC dick measuring by telling everybody how much money we got in our cars. I know I'm doing this a lot because I'm like, yeah, you guys got my point. <clears throat> Mike has RC is most fun when I see my son drives only five and bashing, but soon we'll get him on over. Perfect start for him. Perfect start for him. How did drone racing become so big? This is how drone racing become so became so big, right? I'm going to tell you how they did it. They did not get the best drone pilots. They got the guys with the biggest social media presence to start out with. That's what they done. And guess what? They also hit at a time when everybody, when drones were popular, because let me tell you something, everybody wants to fly, right? You can drive a car up and down the road. But you couldn't fly a helicopter because it was too hard. You couldn't fly an airplane because you needed a big space. Drones made flying accessible. Very accessible. And they still are. And they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And they're making them easier to fly and all that type of stuff. But where's drone racing now? Not as popular. Nothing is better than racing with our kids. And the feeling when they finally beat you. Priceless. Finally happened to me at Father's Day weekend. Kid finally beat me. Good stuff. That's what you want. You want your son or daughter to beat you. I wish I had a track for that. I would love for that to happen. Raw can, can initiate with Red Bull, i.e. early in that's races. I mean, I, mean it was, I would love to, man. You know what somebody told me once to? He said that we don't ask for enough, for enough money from Raw, from these companies. We need to go in and ask for like $500,000. Not fifty. Like Red Bull ain't gonna hurt you if you're only talking about fifty thousand dollars. Okay, maybe not fifty, but two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Rick Hayes, RC needs to get schools to adopt RC as a part of STEM education. Whatever Lego did to get in, I agree. I, if Lego can get in, and RC racing can get in it, I don't know why Traxxas R hasn't got on this or Horizon. Do not know. Drones are useful. They're used for everything now. Filming, etc. Yeah, exactly. Like drones have blown up. Like everybody has drones. I have one. I have the infamous Joe Bornholz drone right over there. I have barely used it. We need supercar blondie to come through. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I like I like that we get some pit action videos on, on YouTube and they got millions of views, but that's just 13 seconds. You need to share a full story. The other thing that Drone Racers did was make it a free video game that they could get you that could get you invited to the actual thing if you were on top and try racing on all the tracks. The closest we got to that get is to is pay to try FR, VRC, and that doesn't even have the most common and, and popular classes. And it's really, really not exactly like um driving too, I would say. The Bruggener, Charlie Mack, what would in my best Keith David's voice? Unfortunately, it's hard to get kids' families in the hobby at the indoor track we did 
two birthdays, parties every Sunday. I think like two of the kids that got cars came back to drive or even watch a club race. You might find it difficult, but I, I, maybe other people have found it easy. Just because it didn't work one time doesn't mean it's gonna work. It's not gonna work. We, we got to keep keep at it. RC racing is hard to follow. Car is small, hard to tell apart. You don't see a huge decal on the hood like like NASCAR or huge numbers need graphics in the video following the car around so people can follow. I agree. It's kind of like drone racing. Drone racing has the colors, right? So you know which color corresponds to um, which color corresponds to the the drone. You'll see drones decrease with the new FAA rules coming up. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, do we have it? I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's now 11 o'clock. I was planning on stopping at 10. Uh, does anybody have any more questions? Uh, any topics? Did you guys like this? Should I do this again? Um, let me know. Maybe twice a week, twice a month, maybe if more. I enjoyed it. Oh, there will be no podcast this this week because Max and Joe, JQ are midsummer, and I'm taking a little bit of a break. We need more gas truck. I love gas truck. I just don't think we're gonna see it come back like that. I just don't. Would love to. Want to get a beer at Wicked? Yeah, I got to get to Wicked first. So I can't get to Wicked. If you guys don't go out there and get those waffle tickets, please. We just added, by the way, we just added, it can either be a TLR kit or a Techno e-buggy kit. So you have a, you have a, you have a choice if you want to take the TLR. So it's the TLR kit with the electric nitro conversion. And then it's a Techno e-buggy kit you can choose from. <clears throat> so you can pick one of those. Uh, t- so if you guys want to find out more about that, that's on the Florida RC Championships. All of those proceeds go to help me get into Wiki Weekend and a couple other races that are coming up. Uh, we have some really cool things planned at Wicked Weekend. Uh, Danny, myself, Jacob, Lance, uh, the Race Time Entertainment crew. So I'm going to be doing commentary. We got interviews planned, pit walks, all that stuff. But none of that can happen if I don't get the money to get there. And not only do I need to get the money to get there, I need to get the money to, you know, I can't go for... I can't, I cannot do this. This is work, right? So I need to make some sort of money at this, right? Or I I cannot go to these races. So, I mean, so I would appreciate if you guys go out there, you got a chance to win a car of your choice. You get a chance between the TLR, Nitro Buggy, and E-Buggy kit, as well as the, uh, or the Techno kit. So check it out. Um, I'm going to get JQ on her probably, but it's not going to be this late because he's, it's like seven o'clock. Um, it's like six o'clock in the morning and feeling he might be up. No, I had a drunk JQ once. It was, I was, uh, again, our on Bruggy when Raw become the governing sanction body of DNC and PNB and ESPN Prince Live coverage. Well, unfortunately, I don't think you ever join Raw then. I don't ever see DNC, maybe PNB. I don't know. Um, any more. He wants to see Matt. Oh my gosh. I don't because when they get together, it's uncontrollable. And then they'll be trying to one-up each other. Then they start talking and finish. And then it's just like, and I'm just like, hey, stop all that reindeer herding talk and talk in English. 
Then they then they try to one up each other on insults and teasing people. That's when it gets ugly. So, yeah. All right, so we have one more comment before I leave. Most 50% drivers don't do shit for the sponsors or marketing promoting to get their heads stumped and get their heads stumped on the track by non-sponsor drivers. Hey, man, sponsorship does not represent skill level in this industry no more. Simple as that. That's why when you have these sponsorship rules for these different classes, and I think it's absolute and utter poppycock, hogwash, and rubbish. Because sponsorship does not equate to skill level anymore. Does not. Maybe at some point it did, but not anymore. It is complete and total poppycock. When is the next glitch podcast? Um, probably after the Roar Dart Nationals, if he's going. We need to tr- we need to track a place where you can take a date. Haha, <laughs> I'm tripping, man. I, I don't think that we're gonna be taking. We need to track a place where you can take a date. I mean, maybe if it has a restaurant and bar on it. Maybe carpet racing. Uh, maybe like like pop pop golf. That would yeah yeah hmm yeah maybe like hmm 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 hmm. Everybody just get drinking cocktails and trying to drive slashes around. Same thing down the chat from before. Chassis clinics. Not sure what you're talking about. Is this the, the guy Cedarberg from Germany? David Hemenay. Will you be at the eight scale Nats next month? Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, I believe I believe Live RC is covering that, and I have not been asked to go. I would love to go, but I don't think that uh funds like monetarily would allow would they would be able to get me there because you know to pay for my <clears throat> i don't know i don't know what the level of coverage they're planning to do i don't know if they're gonna have a commentator or interviews because that's what i do but i would love to come up there and be a part of the enats and then i would uh, but i just i would love to but i don't think it's gonna happen <clears throat> i love to get up to the northeast up there it looks beautiful up there thank you man have a good day you have a good one thanks for joining us rob greatly appreciate it Oh yeah, so yeah, there was a track. Uh, so that was just so that so believe it or not, that was more of an airfield track. Sorry, that was more of a. That's probably one of the best airfields in the world. It was called Cash. Uh, the, the restaurant and bar was open. Well, it wasn't really a bar, but it was restaurant was open on the weekends. But what makes that tick is the uh, air, air, aircraft side of it. So aircraft side, they have go karts, all that stuff. You guys, look, let me tell you. The aviation side of RC is freaking huge. Huge. And it's gotten smaller since it used to be, but it is huge. It is it is so much bigger than what we do. It is so much bigger than what we do. They have a whole week-long like RC festival flying called uh Joe Nall and uh, Joe Nalls. Uh I actually popped on there with my buddy Michael on our way out to RCGP, and that is one of the non-racing events, 
non racing like RC racing events that I want to go. Like RC aviation, RC pilots going nerds going wild on there. Looks good. All right, here's a good question before I go. If an RC GP type concept came up again, what should change? Um, definitely not pay per view. Um, and we need to get as many manufacturers involved uh, as well. Uh, I think of techno. So we need associated TLR techno HB Kyosho, I guess still there. Mugen Mayako, obviously, because that was part of it. Um, who else would we need? We need those at least those companies to get on board. If they don't get on board, uh, it just it just becomes like it's not as good. Just imagine if just imagine if Visions didn't have all the top guys there, it wouldn't have been as good. So it's the same with RCGP. <clears throat> I am coming to the Florida RC Championship races. Uh, that's the plan. So like uh, this this these funds are also to get me to those type of races as well. Thank you, Basha NZ. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Mike Sorcher says, Ricochet RC in El Centro is a cop check and has a bar. Well, I would like to visit that. Mike Sorchi, did you get your um, body, dude? Did you get your Yal Figueredo body? Yep, I would agree there. That too. Need more. Com- they need to send the same drivers. It doesn't work when you send different drivers. And we need to stop thinking about who, who is uh, who is organizing it, and don't worry about it. Just freaking well, go like it doesn't matter who. I know, like I know, like people would say it was because of JQ, right? That they didn't. That they didn't. Anyway, that's true. That's true. A lot of the organizers didn't get on board because JQ was behind it, right? But I think um, that was. I think that was uh. It doesn't matter, right? It would have been great if all of them would have. And they have to send the same drivers. Same drivers. Because when you send different, it kind of, it's it's a series, right? You got points. But right now, I'm not even worried about that. Let's just get four races, four races, four races. Let's get people to four races. And now we are, we are, we are, no worries, man. Uh, y'all was good people. Good people. All right. Yes, I see the new car coming out called Sparko. They actually have, uh, they had a shit ton of them at uh, the Femca race because it's made in Taiwan. I still think the most innovative car out right now is the N1. Nobody's doing anything like the N1, the Agama N1. And that's just it. Nobody's doing it. That's the most innovative car out there. Every other car looks the same. There may be small little things we can't see, but... Yep. Let's see. Charlie Mack. For RC to break the next barrier, it has to be attached to something else. Visions is good, but idea, but I still feed it. Yep. We, we went over that. Um, uh, I agree. I think that it needs to be attached to something that has more spectators. Short format and geared to have the announcer there geared to the crowd. And the racers dressed up properly. Signing autographs. Feeding it big. 
like a strip club. <laughs> Nip. Not like a strip club. Then people will be spending too much money at the strip club. All right, guys. So we've been three hours and 13 minutes. Uh, I didn't expect to go that long tonight. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for joining me. I know it got a little bit heated, but that was kind of off the record today. Um, these are a lot of things that I keep hearing from people. And, you know, I kind of wanted to have a, a real talk about RC. If you guys like this, uh, please share it. And um, let me know if I should <clears throat> keep it up. Uh, I, may, I might, it might be every week. It might be every two weeks. I don't know. But right now I'm not traveling to any races till, till wicked weekend uh, next month. So I might do a few more of them. I appreciate you guys joining in. If I got a little, a little harsh with you guys, just because, you know, I got heated. I'm not, it's not take it personal. It's, it's about, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the excuses. If, if some idiot like me from a country that's 20 miles long and one mile wide, one mile wide with one track can, can make his way in the RC industry because of pure passion then we can change RC. We can. Maybe not, it's not going to happen in five years. Not going to happen in five years. It's going to be a little bit longer, but we can start. Yeah, Jared, it's good to see you, man. I, I, I get it. Real life happens. Racing comes second. Do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. That's what we got to do. Um. Yeah, I got to figure out how to do that. Uh, so what happens is I use a software here, and it, it doesn't connect to Instagram. So I should have probably put a, a, a link there in it, but well, I need a producer for these too. That'd be good. And I could do videos up here and all that type of stuff. But thank you guys. Um, I want to thank you guys for all the support. Uh, it's been a fun. I enjoyed this. It was, it was, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. I, I was, I've always been nervous about doing lives on my own because what's up racer Bizilman. Nice to see you. Uh, because everybody wants setup advice, and I'm not the setup guy at all. So I always thought that I had to do this with a setup guy, but sometimes I just like to sit off and talk RC topics and opinions, and I'm good at that. So I enjoyed that. So thank you to all of you guys that joined us. We had a steady 75 to 100 people on all night, three hours. Um, thank you guys for the support, all the NNRC squad around the world. We greatly appreciate it. Shout out to the NNRC patrons of the podcast. If you wish to support this podcast a little bit more, that money helps me go to races too. Um, you can join the NNRC Patreon uh, or the YouTube membership. That helps me out, helps pay some of these bills. Uh, and also shout out to the awesome companies that support this podcast. If you guys can, there are links for them in the written description of this podcast. Some have coupon codes, some have affiliate links. And um, yeah. Just check it out. Have fun with it. Uh, they are. Oh, and don't forget, Gary Stooch race is happening. Don't forget to go check that out. The TZO spec tire team race coming up in September. And uh, what's up, Brady? Brady, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Good to see you, man. You tuned in late. You tuned in late. I think uh, eight o'clock is a good time to do these. Um, it's five o'clock on the, on the West Coast and whatnot. But uh, thank you to Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sampadal USA, Saiwan, a few hot race tires, Mayako. Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Racecraft RC, Racecraft USA, sorry, <clears throat> Stacked RC, Call RC, WRCE, House of RC, RCGP, Charlotte to our drivers, David Ronafalk, Jared Tebow, Robert Batty, Alexander Hagberg. What's up, Mark Butler? How you doing, man? 
So I think it's over in the UK. Yeah, check it out. It was a it was a pretty good show. Pretty good show. We got heated. We got we talked a lot of stuff. And that said, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. I'm trying to find my outro here because I always lose it. Thank you guys for all the support. One love. Let's make RC better. Lefty is out when I find my outro, which I just found. Bye, everybody.